2: Okay, let's talk through all these golf events that you have coming up. Gabby, I'm
1: glad you asked. Got my calendar right here. July 17th at Red Run, and then July
3: 31st, I have the American Golf Outing uh, for the Cancer Society. I also have the American Cancer Society golf outing on the 31st. And also, I got yours on the
4: 18th, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm
3: going to be there. these wow. are a lot of events and
0: golf
1: outings. Wait, you want me to miss my old golf tournament? Gabby.
5: They're all great cars. I mean, this, okay. is, this is- Hold on, fun. hold on, hold on. I got this. Guys, I got this. Don't worry about it. Hold on a second. He always says that. Hey guys. There he is. The Randy Wise Celebrity Golf Tour. Watch
6: for the eye. There it is. Stay right.
1: tuned. It's the Randy Wise Celebrity Golf Tour. Some of the biggest names in Michigan sports, and some, well, not so much. Brought to you in part by Premier Security Solutions, Fairway Packing Company, and Swiss Insurance. Watch episodes at WoodwardSports.com. The sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higera Health and Carol Zaniga.
2: It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higera Health is a a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458 4601.
6: I love Woodward Sports. Love wearing clothes. Then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full-line merch at WoodwardSports.com. Just click on shop. We have all your all favorite, your favorite designs, designs, like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Woodward Golf, and of course, our own Low merchants. Men, women, infants, kids, all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends, impress your boss, impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today.
3: Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today
6: at any of the 50-plus Detroit area locations.
0: By now you know me, Christina Genari, as the obvious choice in real estate. And you know my website, soldchristina.com, as your number one resource for buying or selling your home. Myself, along with my amazing staff, pride ourselves on making your home buying and selling experience a relaxing and easy one. Come see why we are the obvious choice. Christina Gennari at soldchristina.com, the obvious choice in real estate.
3: At work and at home, we're there with smarter security solutions Featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more. For over 90 years, we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most, all with personalized service and care. Right now, for a limited time, receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system. Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan.
0: Big Boy Strawberry Fest has officially arrived, and we're here to show you the very best flavors of the season. Satisfy your sweet tooth with our deep-fried vanilla Oreos, strawberry hot fudge cake, and a slice of our classic strawberry pie. But that's not all. Cool off on a refreshing summer splash salad, or savor the flavors of our chicken Caesar wrap and strawberry bacon chicken wrap. And for breakfast lovers, don't miss out on our strawberry hot cakes or our mouthwatering red velvet waffle. Strawberry Fest is something for everyone. Celebrate the sweet season with us at Big Boy.
6: How would you like to win not one, but two vehicles of your choice? One for you and one for your wife, your girlfriend, or your best bud. Get to Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut and automatically enter for your chance to win. Courtesy of Les Stanford Buick GMC of Ferndale. Lady Jane's. Open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome.
0: Okay, let's talk through all these golf events that you have coming
1: up. Gabby, I'm glad you asked. Got my calendar right here. July 17th at Red Run. and then July
3: 31st, I have the American Golf outing uh, for the Cancer Society. I also have the American Cancer Society golf outing on the 31st, and also I got yours on the 18th, buddy. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, boys!
0: These
1: whoa. are a lot of events, golf outings. Well,
3: you want me to persuade a golf tournament? Gabby.
5: They're all great cars. I mean, this, okay. Is, okay. this is- Hold on, hold time. on, hold on, I got this. Guys, I got this. Don't worry about it. Hold on a second. He always says hey that. Guys, there you is Thank you. coming so Randy Wise, Celebrity Golf Tour. Watch
6: for the eye. There it is. Relationship
1: Stay tuned. It's the Randy Wise Celebrity Golf Tour. Some of the biggest names in Michigan sports. And some, well, not so much. Brought to you in part by Premier Security Solutions, Fairway Packing Company, and Swiss Insurance. Watch episodes at WoodwardSports.com.
7: We're back. on the morning
8: World show here on the World... Am I getting audio? Audio good? Can you guys hear me? And the chat. Just to just to confirm. Yes, sound. Is sound okay, yes. Thank you guys. Again, this is frustrating and i want to say thank you to every single one of you who stuck through us stuck through all this situation and remain patient that's the number one thing i mean i'm just as pissed off don't worry about it but we'll continue uh flannel sam with me as usual sam how was your weekend once again now that we have audio
4: no, it was, it was a good weekend. The thing is, is that on Friday, as usual, I went through a long week of basically fighting with everyone in the chat, as always, which is, which is normal. So I needed to let out a little bit of pent-up aggression. So I went to a concert at the shelter, and that, that was a lot of fun. I got a little reckless, but sometimes Flannel, that's what
8: you need. Flannel Sam getting reckless. I'd I love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> guys, again, thank you for being patient. And, and I want to just take the time now that we're already pretty much through the first segment, and again, Thank you for being patient. Thank you for sticking with us. You had every right to turn off the stream, but you chose to stay. So thank you for that. I want to address um, Adam not being on the show anymore because I would have loved to, to speak on it last week. But now that it's Monday and the news is official and Adam tweeted uh, out officially, uh, I just want to say one thing. There aren't enough words to describe what Adam meant to me and meant to everybody in this room. And one thing's for certain, it's never going to be the same. But doesn't mean it can't still be good. So I, I want to say, without Adam, it's frustrating, and there's so many things I can go on for the entire show, and thank him. Uh, I really could. What he done, what he's done for me in my career, what he's done for me outside of my career, just personally on a, and on a professional level, Adam is one of the greatest human beings I have ever met. Period. End of story. As much as you know, people out there might out, might say out there, well, he's opinionated. I don't like what he says. I don't like how he says it. Adam is is amazing and he's one of the most he he, I would argue he's the most talented personality in the state of Michigan they don't make it they don't make him like him anymore they just don't and I know he's going to do great things now to get into the specifics of the situation that's not on me to speak about Um, it's not my job to do that Uh, now I can talk about his departure from the show but all the details I'll leave that to Adam and in Woodward Sports but just speaking on what he meant to me in this show he did everything for me we started this show together out of nowhere um, and again, it was it was scary. I'm somebody that wanted this opportunity. I've been working hard for my entire life to get an opportunity like this. And not only did I get one, I got an opportunity with the best possible partner I could have asked for. And Adam Baidu, and he made everything easy for me and he's prepared me to this point. And again, it's it, just speaking to the audience. Um, you guys, I can't blame you for not being interested. Because a lot of you guys were fans of Adam, strictly, and I respect that. I'm not gonna fault anybody for choosing not to tune in. But what me and Sam are gonna try to do to the best of our ability is put on the best possible product for every single one of you. We prep our asses off. We're, we're always gonna be prepared. We're gonna bring it. Me and Sam are gonna go at each other every single morning. And we have to work with what we have. Um, it, it, I can't keep dwelling on the past as much as i love to because I love Adam Baidun so much. Um, I think, to to respect Adam and to you know make him proud what we have to do now is just continue to put out the best product we can put out point blank period and anything in the past um as much as it may be frustrating it's not my it's not my you know job to to talk about it that's Adam and and everybody else so I just wanted to address it Adam will no longer be on the show um but me and Sam are going to do our best of ability to try and provide the best product Sam
4: Absolutely. Nobody meant more to this network than Adam Baidoon and watching him grow from the beginning and myself when I first got here being a fan of this show and being a fan of Adam and a fan of yours, Jeff, and then getting to actually work with you guys and spot duty. That was an absolute honor and pleasure. And I know even taking, you know, filling big shoes that left by Adam Baidoon, I'm kind of going to paraphrase what Shannon Sharp said during his Hall of Fame speech where he said, that he, even though he's going to the Hall of Fame, he is the second best player in his own family. The best that I can hope for is to be the second most important person to ever have this seat on the morning Woodward show. But you know what? I'm going to make Adam proud. I'm going to maybe make you guys come to my side on a few topics that you guys never think you will on. And me and Jeff are going to go at each other every day and mm-hmm. always come prepared and work hard. And, of course, we've all still got such a great crew at Woodward Sports. We do.
8: Yeah. And, and I still have – full faith in this company and I want to just get this straight too. Adam was not fired. So that that's something it, it, and I'm not going to you know that's the rumor that's circulating. Well, you know, did Adam say anything that got him fired? It, it that all that specifics. Adam didn't just I mean, Adam did a lot for this company on air and off the air. So um, that's a fact. And we all know that how much and how much, you know, he did for us personally, but also for the company professionally. So again, I'd wanted to address it. Um, all the, the details of it, that's not up to me to, to get into, but I just want to clarify that. Adam left on his will, and I'm so happy for him. I really am. It doesn't change our relationship. We're still going to you know be great friends. I'm still going to call him and lean on him a lot. and he's still going to be around on social media. But I wanted to clear that up, Sam. Uh, and I want to say this for Sam to defend Sam a little bit because Sam's not joining the show to fill what Adam uh, the fill the void Adam left. That's not his job. It's on all of us to, to piece in and try and fill the void. It's not on just Sam Flannel. Sam's going to give his best um, ability. He always, and I know that of Sam. He's going to come prepared. He's going to bring it every single day. So, you know, to try and replace Adam, nobody can do that. But again, if you guys are willing to give us a chance and are willing to try the show out and see if you like it, um, and hopefully we can help you stay or keep you to stay, then I very I very much appreciate that. So I want to say again, thank you guys for being patient. Out of all the BS that you had to deal with, you still chose to say. So um, thank you. We're going to go to break really quick. and I know you probably break already. I know. But when we get back, it's going to be a smooth show. we got a lot to get into, um, especially now some Detroit Lions topics, which I'll get into later. Playoff. Is it playoff or bust expectations? Zion Williamson. I want to address this because I've seen that floating around social media over the weekend with Pistons fans either liking the idea or completely hating the idea um, a lot of lions on the show sheet today so we're going to get into it but before we do that I got to tell you about our friends over at Dispo because again guys you can join us and our friends at Dispo at their Hazel Park location on June 23rd for Imani and Edwards and the Woolward heavyweights from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. come prepared as the Dispo dispensary takes your cannabis experience to new heights located at 634 West Nine Mile Road Hazel Park Michigan see you there for Imani and Edwards with Maz and the heavies live June 23rd at Dispo dispensary you're local cannabis plug.
6: Sports love wearing clothes, then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at Woodwardsports.com. Just click on shop. We have all your favorite designs, like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Woodward golf, and of course, our own logoed out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends, impress your boss, impress your dog.
1: Buy Woodward Sports merch today.
7: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to Getting That Post-Workout Glow. Step 1. What's your why? More epic energy? Better sleep? Blow off steam? Step 2. Join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step 3. Bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50 plus Detroit area
6: locations. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit.
8: We're back. Morning Woodward show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Jeff Freddy Sam Flannel, uh, and we got our guy Broder in the booth uh, today filling in for JP. I forgot to get to the people. I want to get to everybody else. Broder, how are you feeling this morning? What's, What's up? I'm out? good. I'm ready to go. I'm
9: ready to go. I miss Adam for sure, but I know you guys are going to crush it. Yeah, I know the, I, you guys are going to crush I'm gonna it. I'm going to need
8: you guys, no doubt about it. Oh we got yeah. Alex uh, Westfall in the booth with Lucas as well, and, and I wanted to get to the Zion Williamson thing and just get this out the way because we got a lot of Lions to get to also. Um, and some Jordan Love comments, which I can't wait to get Ooh. to. But we'll start with Zion Williamson. And I, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but the rumored trade proposal on ESPN. the uh, And I'll just go through it real quick. It's a three-team trade, New Orleans Pelicans, Charlotte Hornets, and Detroit Pistons. And it goes like this. And, and you could tell me your thoughts, and then I'll get my thoughts on it. OK, the New Orleans Pelicans get the second overall pick, Bojan Bogdanovic and Isaiah Stewart. Okay. The Charlotte Hornets get our fifth pick, the 14th pick, which is the Pelicans pick. So they get two picks. The Detroit Pistons get Zion Williamson. So it's a three-team trade. It was an ESPN trade proposal. Uh, Sam, when you first see the trade, you like it, you hate it. What are your thoughts on it? When I first
4: see the trade, I'm thinking to myself, are you you saying that a trade is being proposed in which the the Pistons are able to get Zion Williamson and not give up Cade, Ivy, or Jalen Duren? you run and make that trade. That is an absolute steal for the Pistons. That is on my, just my initial thoughts. The thing about Zion Williamson that I think people forget about, obviously people know that he's talented and they also know that he has been one of the most, he's had one of the highest propensities to be injured of any young player in sports history for that matter. But when he has played, Zion Williamson has put up career averages of 26.7 rebounds and four assists per game on an absolutely absurd 61% shooting, which is amazing. And he actually played 61 games in 2021 and averaged 27, seven and four on 61% shooting. And what would you be giving up if you're the Detroit Pistons? You'd be giving up the number five overall pick in a draft that after Brandon Miller, there is a big drop off when it comes to sure things, I would say. And Brandon Miller will probably be gone at the number three overall pick. You're giving up Boyan Bogdanovich, who I like, who I like I think more than most, but if you can get Zion Williamson, I would gladly ship off Boyan Bogdanovich. And you already know how I feel about Isaiah Stewart. Get him out. And if he is, and, and, and that would be just another bonus of getting Zion Williamson. And if, if I could watch Isaiah Stewart, as the Wiz would say, ease on down the road and get out of Detroit for good. <laughs> Zion Williamson is elite when he plays. When he plays, he is one of the five to ten best NBA players in the league. That's just factual. And also, There is precedent for younger players being even more injury prone than Zion Williamson and then turning it around. What if I told you that Joel Embiid played less games in his first four seasons than Zion Williamson? He played 94, including Mm. missing both of his first two seasons. Zion Williamson has played 114. And ever since the first four seasons for Joel Embiid, all he has done, despite Neil Rule thinking he's the Antichrist, is be, without a doubt, the most impactful Philadelphia 76ers since Allen Iverson, I would argue since prime Charles Barkley. He has turned himself into a Hall of Fame center. The reality of the situation is the only way that you're going to get a superstar like a potential superstar like Zion Williamson is if he is damaged goods. And you're telling me they don't have to give up Cade, Ivy, or Durin? You make that trade 100 times out of 100 and you never look back, no matter what happens. That is a very, very calculated and worthwhile
8: risk. And Sam, you brought up too Joel Embiid, which is something I didn't even think about. It's a great point. He played in less games than Zion Williamson did. In his first first four seasons, And it turned out pretty well for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, if you look at the trade itself, yes. I mean, I'm giving up the the fifth overall pick, uh, Bojan, who's 34 years old, and you you were expecting them to eventually deal him anyway. And Isaiah Stewart, as much as I love him, you're getting an all-NBA talent at 22 years old. Like, yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the question marks and here's the part of it that, you know, it's it's always going to be risky because Zion Williamson is under contract until 2027-2028 20, 20, season, the end of that season. He's making annually around 30ish million with the contract actually going to hit 40 million for 2026 and 2027. So, it's a lot of money, but It's a player that's worth every penny if he plays. That's the biggest question mark. And the fact that he isn't healthy is the reason he's available, Sam. Because if he was healthy, the Pelicans wouldn't even think twice to trade a player who, in his short time in the NBA... And on average, and I get it, he hasn't played a ton of games. He's still averaging for a career uh, twenty-seven, or excuse me, 26, 7, and 4 on 60% from the field. That's unbelievable. It's, it's unreal how efficient Zion Williamson is. And you put him alongside Cade, Ivy, Durin, Hell, and you get to keep the core together. You do it every single day and twice on Sundays. But will the Pelicans actually trade Zion? In my opinion, <laughs> if you're going to trade Zion... It would just be for that second overall pick that the Charlotte Hornets have. Because if you have a chance to get a Scoot Henderson, then it makes sense. It doesn't make sense that the Pistons are in this deal anyway, because, again, the Charlotte Hornets get the 5th and 14th pick, and New Orleans gets the second overall pick and some role players. Like, I guess it works, but if I'm New Orleans and I'm trying to trade Zion, I'll go right to the Hornets, and I'll take that second overall pick and some other assets. That makes sense, but my, my gut tells me, Sam... I don't see the Pelicans trading Zion Williamson. I just don't. That contract, it's hefty, number one. But I don't see them even trading. If you trade away Zion and he goes somewhere else and he has a Joel Embiid-esque career after four years, which he's mostly healthy, he's an all all NBA talent, the Pelicans are going to be sitting there like, what the hell did we just do? Even though there's a lot of question marks about Zion, not just on the court with being healthy. But off the court with, you know, he's shooting his shot off and on the court. That's just (laughs) a fact. Yeah, let's just say that. But there is risk involved with Zion. But if I'm the Pistons, no doubt in my mind I take that offer. You're not going to get a player of Zion Williamson's caliber in free agency. You're just not. And you have to make a trade. And if you can get get an all-NBA talent at 22, Sam, I say yes every single time.
4: Absolutely. And you mentioned it. I don't think this trade is going to happen either. But the fact that it's a trade that seems so advantageous for the Pistons that you think it could never be made, Mm -hmm. if it is made, you take that trade I'll say 150 times out of 100 and he never look back. You mentioned, I don't know if the New Orleans Pelicans trade Zion Williamson either. There might be an issue of him not wanting to be there. Obviously the devil's advocate in me would say that Zion Williamson might be more prone to injury even in the future because he is built unlike any NBA player ever when it comes to his size and his ability to leap and his athleticism. It's you'd think it wouldn't necessarily be sustainable. But the reality of the situation is if the New Orleans Pelicans are forced to, or they decide to trade Zion Williamson, they would have basically have wasted the careers in New Orleans of Anthony Davis (laughs) and then Zion Williamson. (laughs) Because Zion Williamson, don't get it twisted, if he were healthy, he would be on his way to being by far the best New Orleans Pelican in history, and that includes Anthony Davis. Zion Williamson is beyond elite. Zion Williamson, injuries notwithstanding, was the right choice at number one, even above Ja Morant. Zion right. Williamson is a physical freak unlike likes of which we have never seen. And if you want to be in those waters, if you know, what? let's make Monty Williams earn his money. Maybe Monty Williams can help Zion Williamson out with some of his issues at this point. You don't just—I just don't get how Pistons fans are so flippant about potentially getting Zion Williamson and not giving up any piece of your core three players. It's absurd to me. This would be a fleecing.
8: And uh, I want to read some of these comments because you guys are, are chiming in here. Uh, DNC, and I love this comment. Uh, he says, and I was going to bring this up because I, I if you watch Ryan Rossillo and, and Woj break this down on Ryan Rossillo's podcast, he even mentioned in there in the podcast that Zion Williamson's contract is voidable if he's over two ninety five. That was the that was put in the contract yeah. itself. So if he weighs more than two ninety five, uh, the money's not guaranteed. So there there's that for you. That's a positive. But then there's the other positive in which. Um, I forgot, okay, John added in, John Buck, which is a great point. He says on Wilbertsports.com, if he doesn't stay healthy, then the rebuild would be essentially destroyed. I don't know if it would be destroyed, but man, it'd be hindered. If you have a $40 million contract and you can't get rid of him, that's tough. But the, for the people who are saying it's Blake Griffin, okay, number one, Blake Griffin came here and had a career season. So let's not act like Blake was some bum. But number two, he's 22 years old. 22. When Blake came here, he was, what, 30? Like, it, it's yeah, two different was... players, completely different players, but Matt Broder, I'm gonna go to you. You're the Lions guy, but you're also a Pistons fan. Oh yeah. Zion Williamson, maybe you, you, you take it on that contract, you interested, or, or no to Zion?
9: I'm taking it as long as you don't have to give up Durin, Ivy, or Cade, I think it's a no-brainer. The, the, the issue with Zion is that risk versus reward. Like, the reward of him playing well and being healthy is exponentially higher than anybody else on the market. Mm-hmm. The risk, if you don't have to give up one of your core pieces, the risk isn't that bad. Yes, Isaiah Stewart is, is a, a future piece, possibly,
8: but if that's the biggest name that you're going to give up, I say you got to do it. Well, part of that, too, and you you have, like I said, Zion's contract until the 2027-2028 season, and you're going to eventually have to pay Cade. You're going to eventually have to pay Jaden Ivey. You're going to eventually have to pay Jalen Like These guys are coming up down the pipeline. So for Zion... There is a ton of risk, and I don't see the Pistons doing a deal like this. I just don't. But if you're telling me this is the deal, and I already kind of read it, uh, you can go back. It's, it's n- not much. I mean, you're giving away Bojan, the fifth pick, and Isaiah Stewart, and you're getting Zion Williamson. Yes. Like, that's at least worth the conversation to me. Now, if you're asking for Ivy or you're asking for Cade, hell no. I- I'm not interested. I'd rather just keep these two players. Uh, at least they're available on the court. Yeah. Cade, just, you know, he has to get back on the court, but we know when he plays, he's a damn good player like Zion. But no, I, if you're giving away Stewart, Bogdanovich, in the fifth pick, I'm doing that, Sam Flannel. 100%. I am. And I know there's a ton of risk involved in it. But again, an all-NBA talent at 22 years old, like, the, those don't come all the time. Available. They Zion, just don't.
4: Zion Williamson's not only don't grow on trees, they don't exist ever. And... If it weren't for the injury issues, I think he'd be a top five player in the NBA right now. And I just, I understand people are weary of his health. I see pushback from guys like Chuck Brewer in the chat and, of course, our good friend Booner. But the thing that I, I don't like necessarily this thing of, oh, he was dunking in the warmups but he didn't play. Oh, he doesn't have heart or anything <laughs> like that. To me, that's just all platitudinal BS. I don't care about any of that. If, if he is able to play and he wants to play and can get out there, he is one of the best players in the NBA. It, it, talent and, trumps heart. Talent it, trumps everything.
8: Yeah, it does. No question about it. And Chuck even chimed in here. He said, Weaver also cares about character, which is 100% true. Jesus Zion's crazy. fit Detroit Freaking culture character. he's building. Yeah, like there's a thing. I, there's nobody, at least a part of the Pistons now, you could say, I'm worried about them off the court. With Zion, you're worried about him off the court. So there is that, but the talent to me just overwhelmingly it's just that's the the big the selling point for me it's yes there's some question marks but 26 a night nine rebounds on 60 percent shooting if he's healthy that's intriguing but uh, it's 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 intriguing it just simply is We'll, we'll go to break when we get back i do want to bring up these jordan love comments because i have a lot to say about it and you're going to want to stick around in here because jordan love over the weekend came at bears fans I can't wait to get Jordan love. This ain't your fight, man. But Sam Flannel, tell us about Lady Jane's where I can get a haircut. Oh, absolutely. And of course,
4: I always mention Lady Jane's because every time I go to get my haircut, I always go to Lady Jane's. They have the best stylist around and they always have me looking this good every time, even if a lot of you in the chat do not think so. I know I look good. And it's because Lady Jane's always does a great job. They're open seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Walk in anytime. It is
1: wicked awesome. The Sports Marketing Agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higera Health and Carol Zaniga.
2: It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higera Health is a a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458
6: Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports
8: coverage. Welcome back Show here on the World Sports Network. Halfway through the first hour, thank you everybody for tuning in and joining us. And again, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. But if you can, not and you're not watching us live, it's okay. You can check us out on any podcast app, whether it's Apple or Spotify. Leave a five-star review for Sam and his beautiful flannels. And if you're watching on the website, go check out the latest news articles by our very own people like Matt Broder, who we're going to be talking about one of his Lions articles later in the show. But you got updates, show clips, and sick merchandise. You're gonna to want to. Check that out but for right now I want to talk about Jordan Love Sam and do you do have and I'll give you some time uh, Lucas and Alex if you could help them there's the link uh, on the prep to what Jordan Love said the tweet itself and I might have put it in the uh, in our group chat as well if you could get the video that would be helpful but I want to run through kind of what he said specifically so and I have the graphic also if you guys want to throw that up if you have it Jordan Love and what he said Uh, but basically it was Father's Day yesterday And we know one quarterback in Green Bay who is the daddy of Chicago, who is the uh, Chicago's father. We know that for a fact. It's Aaron Rodgers. And despite what I think about him, and we may disagree about Aaron Rodgers, you can't deny he owned Chicago. Of course he did. He, he, He just simply owned Chicago. Now, here's the graphic. He says, Happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans out there. Jordan Love, you do realize that statement indicates that they're your father. Am I the only one who read it that way? <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans out there. Yeah, that is how
4: technically, that's what you would say to your dad if it was if it was Father's Day. Uh, wh- when's the last
8: time your father ever wished you Happy Father's Day?
4: I can't say it's ever happened, my man.
8: Does that, that, that doesn't happen, right? It does that, not that's not a normal thing, okay. So Jordan Love, and let me just talk to Jordan Love for a second, okay? Get- I I get he's under tremendous pressure he's replacing not only it's not only just Aaron Rodgers but you're going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to now Jordan Love so there's immense pressure on Jordan Love and we don't even know if he's gonna fail or succeed no one knows really how good Jordan Love is you haven't really seen him in a big enough sample size but let me just say this Chicago you're picking a fight with Chicago how much far better are you than Chicago Green Bay (laughs) you have a decent roster but you can make an argument Justin Fields right now has shown more than than Jordan Love. He has. He has. And he's more dynamic. At, yeah. at least we know at this point. So for Jordan Love to act like he's a part of that Rogers beef with Chicago, you have nothing to do with it. You 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 helped the Bear the the, the Green Bay Packers zero to defeat the Chicago Bears doing your tenure with the with the Green Bay Packers. You have no right. Even if you didn't mean it, because he technically called Bears fans his dad, which nice. I mean that didn't make any sense. But even if you said it correctly, that statement is idiotic. Jordan Love hasn't even touched the NFL field for an entire season, and he's already calling Chicago technically his dad. It's good weird. luck, good luck, Jordan Love. And this is the question I pose to the people just to clear this up. Who's going to be better this season, Green Bay or Chicago? And that's an interesting <laughs> question because right now in the poll, and I have the poll up, who will be better this season in the NFC North, Green Bay Packers or Chicago Bears? Guess who's in the lead from the people? The Chicago Bears, 53% to 47%. The fact that it's even that close gives you no right to talk Jordan Love. Absolutely. With what he showed in the NFL, which is pretty much nothing.
4: And I'll tell you what, and I think we will all agree on this in the room, is there a lot of question about the Green Bay Packers running game? They got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, a couple damn good running backs, one of the best duos in the National Football League. They got a couple former Pro Bowlers, and including an All-Pro and David Bakhtiari on their offensive line. They've got a lot of nice pieces on defense, including Rashawn Gary coming back, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell. The biggest question mark into whether people think the Green Bay Packers are going to be good or not is one Jordan Love. Is mm-hmm. if I'm talking to Jordan Love, that's you, Jordan Love. Nobody knows if Jordan Love is good or not. And the fact that he has he's gotten to talking like this, despite having not helped the packers win any of those games against the bears at least while he's been on the team to me is absolutely laughable and it is weight him being way too big for his britches oh jeff i actually know how he did help the way that he held that clipboard and sat on the bench and <laughs> left like an ass print in the bench that is how he's helped this team win unbelievable job jordan love those sweet nothings he may have whispered in aaron rogers ears like hey go out and make that pass that is how jordan love allegedly helped i just Does he not realize that he is one of the biggest question marks in all of the NFL? Didn't I say it at the beginning? What is the biggest question mark on the Green Bay Packers? It's Jordan Long. Yeah, it is. Why is he talking about the Bears? It is very plausible that the Bears are better than the Packers this year, even though the Packers have a lot of decent pieces. It's just nobody knows anything about Jordan Love. Sit down and this be humble.
8: This does not happen in the NFC North period. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks, Jared Goff. Even though they were what five and one last year against the NFC North, yeah. You hear Jordan Love come out, or excuse me, Jared Goff come out and say, "Yeah, we own the NFC North." <laughs> you ever heard Justin Fields, even though he hasn't been winning in the NFC North, say anything? Like, these guys don't speak. Aaron Rodgers is the only one, but he has the right to because he's owned the NFC North for a long time. Kirk Cousins, he'll beat up the Bears. You think he's over there saying we own the Bears? Like, Jordan Love to do this, the only person who has done this is the guy he sat behind and, like you said, held a clipboard for him. (laughs) This isn't one of those fights you want to get into, Jordan Love, because I'm telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers at least could back it up, and he proved that for pretty much a 20-year career. You don't want the smoke, Jordan Love, I'm telling you. You don't want more pressure than, that, than what, what's already put on your shoulders, which is just simply being a franchise quarterback. It's not even being Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love just has, has to show he's a franchise quarterback to some extent. It's not even just living up to Aaron Rodgers' name. But to do something like this, Chicago's going to have clipboard material. Chicago is going to When they, when they play the, the, the Packers, Jordan Love, you are to blame. And you better play damn well. But Broder, what are your thoughts on it, Jordan Love, with these comments? Uh, so Trying to say he's the daddy of Chicago, but basically calling Bears fans his daddy.
9: The only person that can call somebody daddy is Kirby Joseph, and, and his son <laughs> isn't even in the division anymore. Um, I don't think Jordan Love has the right to say this. You know, he's still got to prove himself. So, no, I, I think it's – I thought it was pretty lame that, that he posted that yesterday.
8: No, listen, I'm all for trash talk, and I want to clear that up. I'm cool with trash talk, but if the dog's barking and that dog is no threat – I don't want anything to do. I don't care for it. Like, if you're going to bark and you're going to talk trash, at least be able to back it up. This is the biggest thing I have with Dylan Brooks. I absolutely hate Dylan Brooks because not even just that he talks trash, is that he's so bad on top of talking trash, he's he's actually a detrimental to his own team. Jordan Love, for him to say something like this without ever playing a full season, without ever – I don't think he's even faced the Bears in his career. I don't believe so. So this it, – it's just – it, it – I don't like it. I never like it, especially when players talk trash. If he goes out, sweeps the Bears, and the next season is like, hey, I own Chicago, fair. You could tell, even though I wouldn't still agree with it, fair. But for Jordan Love to say these things, Lucas, is this too premature? Am, am I crazy for this?
5: No, Jordan Love just an all-around fucking goofball for this comment. I think Let's it go. speaks to exactly what Jordan Love has done in his career. You, I can't think of what Jordan does Jordan Love do on an elite level. He doesn't have some fucking cannon. Yeah, he has a good arm. He has some mobility. The only thing we've seen productive out of this guy is hit Christian Watson on a seven-yard slant round and he took it 76 yards of the house. And then <laughs> Eagles fans were like, or not Eagles, and Packers fans were like, oh, you better watch out. He's cooking. It's like, no. He has a fast receiver. He made a good route, and the receiver made the play. We saw Romeo Dobbs. Every year, it seems like the Packers receivers start out slow. But what's the one thing that they had? Aaron Rodgers to make it all... Cool out, and Aaron Rodgers isn't there. I think just his arm alone was falling off, and now you're going from Aaron Rodgers' mental brain to Jordan Love, and we just saw what happened. He calls the Bears fans "daddy." I'm not with it. I think Jordan Love made a fool of himself. He's gonna do the exact same thing on the field this year.
8: Yeah, and usually, typically, when when quarterbacks say things like this this early in their career, not always it works out. I mean, yes, Aaron Rodgers was in the same position that Jordan Love was. You know, he held a clipboard for Brett Favre. He sat for three years. And then he had a great Hall of Fame career. That doesn't always happen. And, oh. I, and listen, I, I may be mistaken, but did Aaron Rodgers ever talk like this before he played? No. To say, I, can... I own Chicago Bears fans. I'm, I'm their father. Which, again, technically he said Bears fans are his father. But <laughs> regardless, Aaron never did this. Like, so for Jordan Love to do this, who are you? <laughs> like, who, who are you, Jordan Love? That's why I'm so excited to find out what Jordan Love is. And again, he could be great. He could be. He also could be trash. Like, there's that too. So for Jordan Love to say this, Sam Flanley, he better back it up. You know, as everybody
4: knows, I'm a numbers guy. And I had had thought to myself, it seems as though Jordan Love, whenever I've seen him play, he hasn't done a whole lot to impress me. But while Broder and Lucas were talking and making excellent points, by the way, I decided I would go look at Jordan Love's career numbers. And you mentioned that touchdown pass to Christian Watson, that one where Christian Watson did most of the work. That was his only touchdown pass last season. And in Jordan Love's three year career, he has thrown for three touchdowns touchdowns and three interceptions. I'm not saying that's all his fault. He's had to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, but all of our collective points is that if you are coming in your first time as a starter, the Packers are finally handing the keys over to you. Show some humility. You mentioned that Aaron, the, the last th- I remember Aaron Rodgers, I forgot what year it was. He scored a touchdown at Soldier Field and said, I own you to the Bears crowd. But that was like a year or two ago. That was after he'd already had a hall of fame career. That was after Aaron Rodgers had already been a Super Super Bowl MVP in his third season as a starter. Aaron Rodgers had earned the right to talk that shit. Jordan Love hasn't earned the right to do anything. He should be on his knees thanking the man upstairs that he's even a starter right now. Because we all know if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have had probably the worst season of his career last year, he might have been back. Yeah. And Jordan Love might have spent the entirety of his rookie deal not playing. <laughs> So it it almost went it. that way. It, it almost went that way. And
8: I want to read some of these some of these comments uh, too, uh, because again, Dan G says, "I think you guys are making a fools of yourselves." He was just wishing his rivals a happy Father's Day, not talking trash. Really? Oh, lord! Like, that the, my question is, was that necessary? Like if, if, for Jordan no, Love? Like no, I get if it was no, Jair no. Alexander. Coming out and saying, hey, Chicago, happy Father's Day. I own you guys. Whatever. Jordan Love, who's never even played a, a significant period of time, coming out and talking trash, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, all I'm asking for, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I hate Jordan Love, but you got to back it up. You better back it up, Jordan Love, and, and for your guys' sake as well. Uh, Eric says, weren't two of those interceptions against the Lions for Jordan Love? Is that true? I cannot confirm that, but they... I was there at the game that he played at garbage time. I think it was two seasons ago where he threw, I I believe, I don't know if it was one or two interceptions, but Tracy picked off one of them. Okay. Uh, So there's some truth to that. uh, But regardless, all I'm saying is Jordan Love, you better back it up. This doesn't apply to me. I don't care about what the Packers do this season. I I think the Bears and Packers will be right around the same uh, win total number just because, to me, the Packers have a really good roster but the court all the question marks are for jordan love the bears have an improved roster but i know what justin fields is at least i have a good idea and i like what he is turning into so far if he can just throw the damn ball which he showed last year to some extent so we'll see but jordan love for for him to talk trash and the packers aren't this far superior team to the bears that takes balls.
4: Absolutely. That takes balls, and, Lucas, Jordan I'm going to get to you in a second. I know you're chomping at the bit, but i got to respond to something that Booner said in the chat because, of course, Booner always has something to say. Talk. He said that, let the man be confident. It's his first year as a starter. My response to that is you don't see Patrick Mahomes posting stuff like that. You don't see Josh Allen posting stuff like no. that. You don't see Joe Burrow posting stuff like that. You don't see Jalen Hurts posting stuff like that. So what the hell gives Jordan Love the right to go t- – joking that he's or the Packers organization is the Packers is the Bears father maybe the Packers organization is it had 0.0 to do with you Jordan Love I'm gonna let you go now Lucas
5: and it's kind of more of a question for you guys because Jordan Love re-signed that deal not re-signed but he signed the two-year deal I think for like 22 million dollars don't you think that's a sign that the Packers are just with that in itself are kind of worried about Jordan Love because if you have this premier quarterback who's taking over for Aaron Rodgers why would you want to sign him for a two-year deal? You want this guy to mature, and you want to see him and then extend him for a long time, especially as mobility like Jordan Love. So I guess, do you guys think that two-year deal is a good thing for Jordan Love, where he can work off of, or do you think it's the Packers, like, yeah, we're going to see what this guy can do for a year, then we're going to move off of
8: him? So I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll answer that question right after the break because that's a great question Lucas and I want to get into why I think you know why I love Jared Goff and what Jordan Love said kind of just speaks to why I love Jared Goff so much Uh, we'll go to break but before we do let me tell you about our friends over at SMA the sports marketing agency because simply they help spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse their new podcast this is the S word helps fight the stigma about seeking help if you or someone you know is struggling head to thesportsma.com for more information
0: By now you know me, Christina Gennari, as the obvious choice in real estate. And you know my website, soldchristina.com, as your number one resource for buying or selling your home. Myself, along with my amazing staff, pride ourselves on making your home buying and selling experience a relaxing and easy one. Come see why we are the obvious choice. Christina Gennari at soldchristina.com, the obvious choice in real estate.
8: We're back. Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. And again, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, we thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking with us. Uh, And part of that is leave a like, support, comment down below. Uh, We see all you guys chiming into the chat, and we'll be getting to as many comments as we can. But if you're not watching live, it's okay. You can download uh, our show via any podcast app you have, whether it's Spotify, Apple, uh, and leave a five-star review. Do it for us. Uh, It would be much appreciated. But again, if you're watching on woodwardsports.com, check out all the latest news, articles, updates, show clips – and merchandise. Uh, But Lucas asked a very interesting question about Jordan Love and the Packers, and them giving him that small extension. They declined his fifth-year option, but they extended his contract one more season. I think there is a lot of uncertainty with, with what Jordan Love is, and now people can say, well, why would they move on from Aaron Rodgers if they, did, if they weren't confident in Jordan Love? Of course you're going to be confident. No one really truly knows. Only the Packers have the best idea because they got to watch him, how he works, his approach in practice, um, his ability in practice, Aaron Rodgers kind of being his mentor to some extent (laughs) that's not what Aaron Rodgers does but he did it to whatever the level Aaron did it at Jordan Love to me I'm not going to say definitively he'll be bad or good I don't know I would bank on more so the side of he won't be great he won't be Aaron Rodgers I mean if we're going off chances and we're going off uh percentages Sam what's the in your numbers guy what's the percentage that the Packers go from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer
4: I would say less than five. Okay. so I mean, for the record, I don't think Jordan Love is going to be – I don't necessarily – I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to be terrible. I'm not guaranteeing that he's not going to be confident. I'm not guaranteeing that he's not going to eventually develop into a game manager who doesn't turn the football over because, as I've said and as I've seen some people that chat allude to, they have some nice pieces around them, including two up-and-coming wide receivers who I think both have a chance to be good. mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what there is a 0.0% chance that Jordan Love is what Aaron Rodgers was for the Ooh, Packers. That's just impossible.
8: And I, I wanted to bring this up and compare it to Goff because this is, when I see things like this, and I know Jordan Love is, is at an age where he might not be fully mature yet. Like, this is something that Jared Goff, I, I would never imagine him doing. I could never see Jared, and Broder, you could speak to this too. I could never see Jared, even if he was undefeated against the NFC North, coming out and saying, yeah, I own you. Even though I, you know, a part of me would love that as a fan and to see Jared, to show that side of him. You you, you see Jared talk trash, but he'll, he'll never come out and post a video on Father's Day. This just isn't in his MO. So for me, for my franchise quarterback, and we'll see what the future holds for Jared Goff, but even Hendon Hooker, I don't imagine any of these guys doing that, Broder. I just don't.
9: Yeah, there, There's a level of maturity that you need to have as a quarterback, and it's, it's almost less about being the leader and the captain, and it's more about... You don't want the other team to have any any uh, um, newspaper headlines, any grabs to to use that as motivation, because th- this is an in division opponent. Like he's gonna see the Bears twice a year. I just don't understand why. I don't understand what the need was, what the timing was, and it didn't even make sense, as we've talked
8: about. No, it doesn't. And real uh, real cream of wheat appreciate you for for tuning in. He says golf doesn't need to say anything. He already has it all minus a Super Bowl win, but. Should, if you have all that, wouldn't you be more enticed to say something? Like, the fact that Goff has accomplished as much as he's accomplished in his career, making a Super Bowl, winning multiple playoff games, putting up all the numbers, uh, having some down years, but even to some extent, Goff could at least come out and he could talk trash. Like, Jordan Love, what has he done? If we're talking about, you know, unproven, uh, at least correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, if you're unproven, you shouldn't say anything. Of course in, not. It, versus being proven. At least if you're proven and you say something, it's like, ah, well... Jared has done something in the, in the league. It just doesn't make sense.
4: Jordan Love has thrown a grand total of three touchdown passes in his entire Ooh. career. I mean, and like I said, not all his fault. He obviously was never going to take over Aaron Rodgers as the starter. But at least with Jared Goff, I mean, l- l- let me actually start with this. Is there anything more annoying in the world than the person who talks the most smack but has no resume and no room to back it up? Absolutely not. And right now, that is how Jordan Love appears to me. With Jared Goff, as you said, We've never questioned his maturity as a leader. He obviously went through a very traumatic thing and getting let go by the Rams and Sean McVay and being thought of as an afterthought coming to the Lions while having to watch Matthew Stafford lead them to a Super Bowl the year after he left and Jared Goff having to endure a three-win season. He was able to channel all of that and had last season a year in which he was a pro bowler, threw for 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions, was the quarterback of a top five scoring offense in the NFL and but through all of that has remained humble has remained a great leader and is has the temperament of everything you could want in a starting quarterback. I'm very much a numbers and an analytics guy, but when it comes to being a franchise quarterback, you have to have a certain mentality. You have to be the face of a franchise. And Jared Goff, along with having a Pro Bowl season last year and having a resume, right. at least temperament wise, is exactly what you want as a franchise well, quarterback.
8: Jordan Loves understand, and I'm sure he does, but understand better that his words hold a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. Like this, he, it, this I get what he was doing. I don't think he was intentionally trying to come at Bear, Bears fans. Like, it's joking. But you can watch the video for yourself and interpret it how you choose. Lucas, you got the video? Okay, mm-hmm. listen. Listen and hear your – get your opinion on it.
9: Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there. Go, Pat, go.
8: See, like, I, I get it. It's good-hearted. He's joking. But come on, dude. You're, you're the franchise quarterback now. Your words hold a lot more weight. So all I'm, all I'm saying is, Jordan, if you're going to say things like this, feel free. Feel free. You got to back it up. And we're going to see if Jordan Love can back it up this season in the NFC North.
4: You said something that I think carries more weight than you even know. He is the quarterback, not just a franchise quarterback, he is the franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, a franchise which is one of the gold standards for the NFL, a franchise that since the 60s has had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks if you include Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Bart Starr. It is, in a lot of ways... I don't want to say quarterback you because that sounds like collegiate, but they've had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And now it's Jordan Love taking over for a succession of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. His words carry a lot of weight. And I know he might be joking, but you're Jordan Love, man. You're, you, you're not that guy on the bench anymore who can write checks that Aaron Rodgers' play has right. to cash. cash. And he pros, has to do
8: it. especially in the NFL, they, they and I, I even talked to Terry about this, those guys, you they they use everything for bulletin board material. Like, they need everything. Like, he might just be joking, but I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Bears players, when they face the Packers, are like, hey, you hear what Jordan Love said? Let's yep. go show out. And and, and again, now th- I wanted to also get to uh, because we kind of went over with Jordan Love, but I wanted to get every everyone's thoughts out and get to the people as well. Broder wrote an article in which you have some thoughts on, and, and Broder did a great job. It's it, the article is titled "Lions Not in the Limelight: Five Stellar Stats from 2022." And, and Broder, um, you could speak on this article, but it basically, is just uh, five stellar. Performances from last season, or players that don't get talked about enough. Am I am I off on that?
9: Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, you know some Saturday statistics that um, wanted to highlight some of the players that actually had pretty good seasons, or pretty good accomplishments, or even individual statistics that we might not think of. I'll Throw it in the article, and I- I'm curious what I'm curious what Flannel has to say about it. Hmm. All right, so
4: I think you did a great job with the list. For, I mean, for for the most part, and it was very, very well and written. You want
8: me to go through the list, and then you could you could sure, give your thoughts? Okay, sure, so I'll sure. go through it. So so far on the list, the five um, uh, stellar staffs from twenty twenty two Lions that kind of went under the radar, which at number one. And Lucas, we talk about this all the time, and I mentioned this on the show. Jerry Jacobs is on that list, and rightfully so. Um, and you write in this article. Um, He's the third Lions corner to have such a season since at least 1999, and and what he did was registered 41 total tackles, one sack, one interception, and he was one of five NFL quarterbacks to total at least four tackles for loss, and in, in all that concluded. So, Jerry Jacobs' major list. Uh, the next player was Shane Zylstra, which, again, Shane, Z- Shane Zylstra last year stepped up. And he became, and you write in this article, the only second, the, he became only the second tight end in franchise history to produce a three touchdown game in week 16 versus Carolina. Um, again, and then you have another player, Khalif Raymond, who I uh, deservedly so. Uh, It says, Raymond appeared in 17 games for the Lions in 2022, recording 47 receptions for a career-high 616 yards. Uh, The most a Lions player has recorded since Jamal Agnew, uh, because you talk about he recorded a career-high 264 punt return yards, and that's the highest since Jamal Agnew in 2017, in which you write 447. Jamal Agnew was, he was a dude, man. So, Cleve Raymond made the list. John Kaminsky as well. you write right. Finished the 2022 season, registering 30 total tackles, 12 quarterback hits, five tackles for loss, four sacks, three passes defended, and one forced fumble. The previously mentioned statistics are all career highs for Kamitsky uh, And then you have Taylor Decker, uh, Decker as well. Uh, this is you, a fun one. And this is a fun one. you write right. Decker, the only offensive lineman in franchise history to produce multiple touchdown receptions, doing so at Seattle and versus the L.A. Rams, um, which – that's crazy to think about, but that's the list of players he mentioned that went under the radar. And Sam, you can, now you can now speak. I wanted to go through the clear. Now we get some context of what the article's about.
4: Absolutely, there's one player on this list that I think is being extremely overvalued by Broder and by some Lions fans. And one player on this list that I think, even though he's getting the shine and he got re-signed, he's even being undervalued for how valuable that he was. The player that's getting overvalued, and this won't come as a shock to anyone, can Lions fans stop a little bit with the Shane Zilstra love? Do you know how many receiving yards Shane Zilstra had all of last season? 60. And I know people talk about the four touchdowns, including three in one game. But do you know what game those three touchdown receptions occurred in? It occurred in the game that was more well-known for the Lions giving up the franchise record of rushing yards in a game to the Carolina Panthers. And I keep getting told that if you do something in a loss, it doesn't matter. I don't necessarily agree with that, but those are not the most impactful touchdowns on the season. I don't think I think Shane Zilstra is basically a below replacement level player and I don't even put him in the same category as James Mitchell and Brock Wright when it came to tight end by committee last season. I want to start with that. I think Shane Zilstra he gets a lot of love for having 11 catches for 60 yards on a season.
8: Well, I, and I'll come to Shane Zilstra's defense a little bit there, um, and Broder, you can Thank speak you. on it because it is your article. Shane Zilstra, and I don't think anybody is clamoring as as if he's the franchise tight end or anything like that. I know, that. I know that. But you you do to your point. He, he does get a lot of love. He had three touchdowns in one game. He ended with four touchdowns last season. Uh, but his job is essentially just. He was a gadget tight end who, on the receiving side of things, was pretty productive, Matt Broder. So to kind of speak on it, it is your article, so i let you yeah. defend it.
9: And, and let's be clear, it's not exactly an opinion piece. It was literally listing five statistics, five <laughs> players. Um, and he had a good game against the Panthers. And, and although we played so horribly on defense – plays like that, plays like Zilstra kept them in the game. So, I'm not defending him as being the starting tight end. I actually think he's the number four tight end, but yeah. it was a good performance.
4: Alright, and for the record, and I agree with you, Matt Broder, <laughs> I, I don't think that, I never said that people are saying that Shane Zilstra is the starting tight end or anything like that. I'm just saying that It's that, like you're Tom Kennedy. What's,
8: yeah. what's your problem with Tom Kennedy?
4: Well, it's, be, it's you know what it is? It's something that I have a big problem with, with a lot of Detroit sports fans. The folk heroization of mid-athletes, we see it with Shane Zilstra, We see it with Tom Kennedy. We saw it with Don <coughs> Kelly, and we saw it with Zach Zenner. These mid-AF <laughs> athletes that make a play or two because they're sort of that little engine that could, and all oh, the fans Shane just slobber over themselves. Oh, Shane Zilstra, another one-yard touchdown. Oh, Tom Kennedy, eight catches in a season, but man, a couple of those catches were really big. Now he's a hero. I just, I don't like it. And, and that's and that's my thing and that's what I think people have done a little bit with Shane Zilstra Shane Zilstra was significantly less productive than even Brock Wright and James Mitchell at least by the the numbers and I don't like here's the thing I don't like seeing him on the same list as Taylor Decker and John Kaminsky and now you you know the old taketh away and giveth I will now take it away from Shane Zilstra <laughs> and giveth to John Kaminsky because I actually think John Kaminsky was one of the more valuable players on the oh, Detroit okay. Lions. okay, so you got the John Kaminsky yes.
8: love at least. Okay, I, uh, there you
4: go. John Kaminsky, believe it or not, he, despite missing three games, was third on the team with four sacks. Despite missing three games, he was sixth on the team in tackles for loss with five. It, and as the... As the um, article alludes to he recorded career highs and tackles quarterback hits with a very impressive 12 sacks passes defended and forced fumbles and not just that I don't necessarily it's not necessarily just because of John Kaminsky but John Kaminsky he missed three games he played in all nine of the Detroit Lions wins and four of his sacks all four of them came one came in they came in wins. He had a sack yeah. and four wins.
8: Yeah, he set so, up a lot of the stuff he did last year. Absolutely.
4: No and John Kaminsky was rewarded with a two-year, $8.5 million extension. And a guy like John Kaminsky, he might be a type of guy that the Lions front office and coaching staff has enough faith in to be that rotational piece on the defensive line so that they felt like maybe they didn't need to draft a guy like, like, like Jalen Carter. If John Kaminsky gives you what he did last year, this year, and even stays more healthy... But he could be very valuable. So you're
8: gonna you, so you're gonna make an argument, and I agree with you by the way. Okay. About John Kaminsky and why his value is he's spot on about John Kaminsky. But then Shane Zilstra, who's essentially not I'm not gonna say the same level of player, but John Kaminsky walked into a defensive line room and, and was solid. But you can argue he's not one of their best two or probably three best defensive lineman we could agree there
4: i don't know about that third on the team in sacks
8: oh he he was good but i mean i'm talking about the aiden james houston i mean there's still other guys that have have done more in their career now john i'm not trying to diss john but then you're gonna say shane zilstra is is this bum even though the the tight end committee combined for a franchise record in touchdowns and he was part of that
4: let's do a little a little experiment four sacks 12 quarterback hits no
8: it's not the same I'm not 60 saying 60
4: receiving yards. Can my hand go all the way no,
8: before I can <laughs> smack it?
4: There is no comparison between what Shane Zilstra did for the <laughs> offense and what John Kaminsky did for the defense. John Kaminsky was arguably, and I say arguably before you guys jump down my throat, one of the five hey, most yo. important players on the Detroit Lions defense last season
8: seriously okay think all about right. it all right I'm just eight I'm On just agree that with you I'm trying year. to defend my guy Shane Zilstra. he caught a couple strays today Shane so, Zilstra was try- less uh, valuable uh, for
5: why? what Sh- why is Tom Kennedy <laughs> cut- catching strays I know and then Tom Kennedy also <laughs> because, caught strays because Tom so... Kennedy
4: had a whopping eight catches and before we go to break let me just say this so that people's heads explode but you guys know it's true Shane Zilstra was less valuable to the Detroit Lions last year than TJ
8: Hawkinson oh gosh I know it
4: was TJ Hawkinson's fault that they gave up 48 points to Seattle. and He had the game of
8: his life. He did, but regardless, uh, we'll go to break. When I get back, I do want to bring up the uh, Hendon Hooker uh, Sports Illustrated article because that's a thing now. And it was over the weekend, actually. And I want to talk about the pressure on Jared Goff because we kind of talked about Jordan Love and the NFC North quarterbacks. We'll shift it to the Lions now. And Hendon Hooker his projection, what we think of him, and what does it mean for golf, and how much pressure is on golf to perform this season. Uh, But before we do that, I got to tell you about our friends over at Guardian Alarm because we're talking about defenses like John Kaminsky. Well, here's a solid defense in Guardian Alarm because they got customized solutions from real experts, 24-7 professional monitoring and technology backed by people. Your safety and security deserves technology that's not only been proven to work, but by people that have been proven to care. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT-TODAY for more information.
6: Since the dawn of moving people, Chevrolet has led the way. The world of transportation is changing. At Feldman Chevrolet, we are leading the charge forward. With every electric vehicle, every mile traveled, one Feldman at a time. You have an opinion. Make sure it's seen and heard. Corner, jump. Tweet us, hop on the YouTube chat, slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media.
8: We're off and running here, the Morning Woodward Show and WoodwardSports.com. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We're cruising into the second hour of the show. And again, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, like the stream. Uh, And and if you haven't already, which I'm assuming you have, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, And if you can't watch the show live, it's all good. You can catch us on any podcast app you listen to, Apple, Spotify, leave a five-star review. And don't forget to check out all of our amazing articles on WoodwardSports.com. Uh, Sam Flannel, Hendon Hooker, made Sports Illustrated. Think about that for a second. That's pretty crazy. One of the best quarterbacks in college football last season. Look at that man on the cover of Sports Illustrated. If you're listening, uh, that's that's a bummer because if you're watching, you get to see what it looks like. It says, um, the Lions rookie receives high praise from quarterbacks coach. Excitement brewing for Hendon Hooker. And again, if you go to the Sports Illustrated article, which is written by our good friend, the doc, uh, John, who wrote a great article, um, he kind of talks about, and and you could speak on this as well, Broder, and I'll get your thoughts on just being at OTAs, being at minicamp. Mark, Mark Brunel, who I don't think it's enough credit for what he does with Jared Goff. I know we always bring up Ben Johnson. That's my guy. Um, it, and we were on Ben since the very beginning. But Mark Brunel has a lot to do with how well Jared's been playing. And I think the progress that Hendon Hooker has made, even not being 100% healthy, And he talked at OTAs and he said this about Hendon Hooker, great work ethic, if he didn't, he wouldn't be here. He's a smart player, he put the time in, obviously he's limited right now. Most important is he's getting strong and healthy. I'm really pleased with him. As far as the meetings are concerned, we throw a bunch of questions at those rookies and try to put them in a tough spot. And he always does a very good job. And it's very, very clear that he's putting in the time, which is really the mental side of it, um, is really all he can do right now. As as, As far as football is concerned, He's done well. Uh, And then he writes also, um, and he also uh, says in this article as well, it's really hard. There's some guys that do very well in the classroom, but yet it doesn't translate on the field. We don't expect him to uh, to be that at all because we've seen him play in college at a very high level. We can't wait to get him on the field right now. He's doing everything that we're asking him to do, and he's doing it quite well. And, man, I am so excited to see how Hendon Hooker's career plays out. And this isn't me actively rooting against Jared Goff. I would never do that, Uh, root for him to fail. But it's hard not to be excited about Hendon Hooker, Sam Flannel. It
4: absolutely, is. absolutely. There's a reason why the Lions made him their third-round pick, one of their third-round picks, and why I think it, for the most part amongst this building and amongst most Lions fans, I know it was considered a good pick. And you mentioned in the in the prep sheet, I think it was a very, very interesting question, that leads into how much pressure is on Jared Goff in this next upcoming season. The answer, whether fair or not, is there is a ton of pressure on Jared Goff. Because despite Jared Goff, I said a lot of nice things about him in a previous segment. And despite the fact that Jared Goff had through for 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, led a top five scoring offense in the NFL, one of the biggest question marks moving forward for the Detroit Lions is whether or not they want to pay, give Jared Goff a big extension or reset sign him to a deal that would be upwards of $45 million a year. And as of right now, I can say definitively my answer is no. But one of the ways in which Jared Goff can maybe make me change my mind a little bit is if he validates what he did last year, this year. Because throughout the course of Jared Goff's career, he has had what I would call three Pro Bowl type years three mid years and one horrible rookie year That's a throwaway because Jeff Fisher was his coach all that stuff. I don't even count that right, but but he hasn't been this consistently Great quarterback throughout his career. He's been more of the type that when the situation is right he thrives and next year the situation to me is going to be about as right as can possibly be because they bring back Ben Johnson, the wonderkin type offensive mind who really helped unlock Jared Goff. They're bringing back an offensive line, which hopefully stays healthy throughout the offseason, but is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They upgraded at the running back position when it comes to their backfield as a whole with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. They bring back Amon Ross St. Brown. They bring back Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds. They signed Marvin Jones in the offseason. They get, presumably, a healthy Jamison Williams for 11 games when he comes back, and I don't want to completely discount the defense either, because... It wasn't Jared Goff's fault at all that the Lions didn't make the playoffs last year and only won nine games. But this year, if he puts up those same numbers and leads a top five offense, I think they'll actually win 11 or 12 games because the defense is so improved. So to me, there is a lot of pressure on Jared Goff to validate what he did last year, this year, or even validate what he did the last six games of 2021, carried on into 2022, do it this year. Because... There's questions about whether Jared Goff is the starter moving forward, the quarterback of the future, which which I think we're split amongst Lions fans, or whether it's Hendon Hooker. A lot of questions can be, I wouldn't say answered, but I think Jared Goff with another great season can sway a lot of people into the, you know what, maybe we can give him an extension of $45 million a year, but certainly not yet.
8: No, absolutely not. And again, the, the reason why I asked the question how much pressure's on Jared Goff is, is I had a um an idea where you'd go with it that there is a lot more pressure on jared goff especially now that they drafted hendon hooker but i'm here to say that i don't think it changes i think jared goff was always under a a immense amount of pressure regardless if he took hendon hooker or you didn't because the question is and we all ask this all the time is are you willing to extend Goff? and if so how much will the lions do it do you think they'll do it and what's that price tag look like i don't think that changes it may be a little bit now that you got Hendon and we know what he did in college, but in reality, we don't even know what Hendon Hooker is. We don't know if he's a great quarterback. We don't know what he can be. He's not even hundred percent healthy yet. So I don't think it changes for Jared Goff. I think he was always under a lot of pressure uh, because again, this is a quarterback who was thrown away. Essentially in LA came to Detroit, uh, struggled his first season, but there, he didn't have a ton of help anyway. And then last season had a great season, a top six, top seven season in totality this season. Even without Jamo, you have Ben Johnson returning. You still have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. There isn't much for Jared for if you're talking about excuses. Now, the wide receiver core... at at the start i'm a little concerned about which you know jameer gibbs and sam laporte i think those rookies will be great additions but i mean we're relying on marvin jones josh reynolds like it's it's tough to really rely and he did it to some extent last year but they don't have chart this season there's a lot of question marks but i don't think it changes i think jared goff was always under a lot of pressure and i think bringing in hendon maybe increases that a little bit because it's it's another quarterback but regardless he has to perform because at the end of the day you got to find out if you're going to extend Jared or not. And I don't think it changes with Hendon Hooker. What do you think, Lucas?
5: Look, I think Jared Goff, either way, had a lot of pressure just because his team is so talented in a way that it has not been recently. And so there was pressure there. But I think drafting Hendon Hooker kind of confirms the pressure for Jared Goff where it's like, dude, either way, you had to play well this year. But if you don't, we have your replacement who is more talented, more mobile. And just from... Just an eye test. He, he beats Jared Goff with the eye test. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like Jared Goff because Jared Goff isn't a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow. But what Jared Goff does is he's extremely efficient. He does all the little things right at an efficient level. And we saw it last year where the last, I want to say, like eight weeks, he didn't throw an interception. So the fact that he can do that, if he does that again, it shows me he can take this team where it needs to go because he's not stopping them from doing anything. So if Jared Goff goes out there, takes us wins us the division wins us a playoff game i'm okay with extending him for two three years just because i i love what i see from hendon hooker but he does need to develop just because he wasn't a system at tennessee and he is coming off an injury but if you let him sit and develop that's how true franchises are built you see it with alex smith you see it with the 49ers you see it with patrick mahomes you see it with all the quarterbacks that have time to sit the game naturally slows down so there's pressure on jared Goff, but i think as lines as a whole it's a good thing to have
8: yeah as long as hendon hooker is it saying that the Bears are, you know, he's the father of the NFC North before he starts. I'm cool with it. And for Hendon, and you made a great point, Lucas, with the team in, in which is constructed around Jared Goff, it, we look at Detroit and expectations we have, and, and we'll get to that in a little bit, actually, about the playoffs, playoff or bust. Is a playoff, winner bus. bust? What, what's the expectations? What are fair for the Lions? Jared Goff, he's the pressure he's under in L.A. compared to now in Detroit, so different. Like, if he goes out and wins a playoff game, Everybody's going to love Jared Goff even more. That, oh, yeah. That's simply going to be the truth. Now, if he wins a playoff game in L.A., it's like, okay, nice, but let's win a Super Bowl. There's always higher expectations. And I think the Lions are slowly getting there. They might win a playoff game this year. I think they should, and and we'll get to that later. If they do, then the next season it's an NFC title game. And then it's a Super Bowl. Like, there's that gradual progression um, that you expect. And for Jared, the, the expectations and the pressure on him increase every season. Like, this season I expect a playoff win. But next season, Jared, if you win a playoff game, Now you expect the next step. So for Jared this season, I don't think he's under I know he's under pressure, but it's going to significantly increase as the years go by, Sam, with more success comes more expectations.
4: That is 100% true, but one thing I did mention when I was giving my thoughts on Jared Goff is the reality of the situation is, and this is context-free for the record. I know a lot of people accuse me of doing that all the time. I'm going to say right now it's context-free. Jared Goff has had three very, very mediocre years to the point where Sean McVay felt comfortable getting rid of him bringing in Stafford and oh by the way I know Lions fans don't like to think about this now but Sean McVay was ultimately proven right that's just factual the Rams were able to get a Super Bowl and Matthew Stafford no matter what anybody says especially a guy like Lucas was a big part in that throwing for 50 combined regular season and postseason touchdown passes in that playoff run but this isn't a Matthew Stafford conversation the point is that it's not necessarily outside of the realm of possibility for Jared Goff to regress. And if he does regress and the offense does regress, then there will be more of a groundswell of people who are like, we don't wanna pay this guy moving forward. But like I said in the beginning, this roster and this coaching staff that Jared Goff has at his disposal to me is resembling something like he had in Los Angeles during his two years, including the year in which the Rams went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, not necessarily because of him, but he did that thing where he just doesn't crash the car. He had prime apex Todd Gurley. And I'm not saying that that um the lions have that now but they have a very talented roster around him and a supporting cast and an offense so it wouldn't shock he should have a great year but if he doesn't i don't even want to think about that then the pressure will be amped up to i think 10.
8: yeah and again i mean it was kind of the tale of two seasons last year it was the one in six star which jared looked not great and then yes. there's that eight and two stretch where Jared didn't throw an interception. He was 15 touchdowns and to zero interceptions the last, what, eight games, I believe, of the season? Yeah. Nine games, whatever it was. Jared was was superb to end last season. But you're right, Sam. It's a tale of two. Now, what do we see Jared this year for the entire season with higher expectations? We shall see. But with Hendon Hooker waiting behind him, this Lions fan base is going to go, they're going to go mad if he struggles. You they're they're going to go crazy.
4: You know, Jeff. You're you're very very intelligent and I really like most of your points. But one thing I got to push back on is I don't like this idea that Jared Goff was bad in the first half of the season against the against the Seahawks. He led them to 45 points against the against Washington. Or no, they actually won that game. I'm not going to count that. And against the Eagles, he led the team to 35 points and they lost both of those games because the defense gave up 48
8: and 38 respectively. But both the, those games, he threw pick sixes. Okay, but So he, he granted the opposing team seven.
4: Okay, but the defense was historically bad. Historically bad. People no, forget uh, about that.
8: I'm not gonna say it was all on Jared, but come uh, you can't deny, can we agree here? The first seven games, the one and six start today and two start, very different Jared Goff. Yes or no?
4: <sighs> I don't know. You're, you're gonna say no. I don't know. No, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna absolutely say no because it wasn't Jared Goff, Goff's fault that they were one and six, so not what, even T.J. a little bit. Who, who, what? Oh, it was TJ Hawkinson's fault in that game that he had the best? It was the defense. It was 100% the defense. They were the worst defense in the league. In the league.
8: Sam, we watched the same Jared Goff.
4: Are you really going to blame Jared Goff for that game against the Seahawks in which he threw one pick six but made up for it by leading the offense to 45?
8: But am I right or wrong here? And you're right. Typically, if a quarterback makes mistakes, you expect your defense to to save him. But – there was no defense saving Jared last year and he knew that. The defense okay. wasn't great. He still gave him seven. How if he if he doesn't throw that pick six, they win versus. Oh my Seattle. god,
4: how many times did this did the Lions force the Seahawks to punt? 0.0. That I, happened, Jared. I'm not I'm not
8: saying it's zero. more on goal. Make a stop. But I'm just saying, to, to completely excuse Goff the first seven games... Is, I am
4: going to completely excuse Goff, because what? he put up numbers. It was the defense's fault. Oh, he 100% put up numbers. The it just went fault. the other way. Oh, um, I'll tell you, oh what. you mean the 45? Uh, he he, he <laughs> gave the team.
8: Okay. Alright, you know what? We'll go to break. We we get back, let's continue this conversation, shall we? Uh, but before we do, I gotta tell you, or... Actually, yeah, I gotta tell you about our friends over at Big Boy, because at Strawberry Fest, it's back at Big Boy. Try classic breakfast items, like some strawberry hotcakes, or mouth-watering red velvet waffles. But if you're not feeling and breakfast. You can str- you can try the strawberry bacon chicken wrap or cool off with a refreshing summer splash salad. And don't forget to grab dessert, including the very delicious classic strawberry fr- uh, pie, deep fried vanilla Oreos, and much more at Big Boy.
6: I love Woodward Sports? Love wearing clothes? Then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at Woodwardsports.com. Just click on Shop. We have all your all favorite designs, designs, like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Woodward Golf, and of course, our own logoed out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids, all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends. Impress your boss. Impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today. Sports
3: Network.
8: Welcome back. The Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Jeff Ifrady, Sam Flannel, Matt Broder, Lucas Klotz joining us as well in the booth. Uh, but we were just talking about Jared Goff and really how it played out from the start uh, for the one and six start to now after you know the eight and two stretch. And it was two completely different teams. Obviously, the defense, to your point, after week seven, I believe they averaged or they gave up around 18 points per game. So the defense was much improved. They went eight and two. Of course, a good defense matters, but I do think Jared Goff. Off this season, uh, with now a much better defense, there's a lot more pressure on Jared Goff uh, to perform. Now, I don't think it it goes up significantly with Hendon Hooker, because I think there's a part of that which we don't even know what Hendon Hooker is. So, it, it's not like we know Hendon's the franchise quarterback. There's still a lot of things to wrinkle out with him and, and to figure out more as he gets healthy. Uh, but Jared Goff, to start last season, and you kind of we, we kind of went through it, and I'm not saying that it was all Jared Goff's fault while they were 1-6, but we can at least agree that He didn't throw a single interception the second half of the season, which honestly is very unlikely for a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, just to to be damn near perfect the last, what, eight games of the season is pretty much unheard of. It was 15 touchdowns to zero interceptions. But compared to what he he started the first half of the season, he had seven interceptions um, through the first half of the season. And a couple of those were returned for touchdowns, or excuse me, for points for the other team. So Jared... I get what you're saying. It's not all on Jared Goff. You can't deny though, Sam, he got much better the second half of the season, and that was part of the eight and two stretch. He
4: was a little he was cleaner with the football. He was actually historically clean with the football, and right. I will give you that one hundred percent. But the defense also played much better. And I often use the Philadelphia Eagles game as a game in which Jared Goff led his team to 35 and they still lost, but that's actually not as good of an example as the Seahawks game, which I've already went over. What about that game versus the Miami Dolphins, which he had a passer rating of over 100, of 108, 300 yards, a touchdown, but the defense gives up 31. That wasn't Jared Goff's fault.
8: Yes, but also in that same game, the Lions didn't score a single point in the second half. And that's fine. That's fair. So if we're going to go that route, like second half, you put up a donut, like we got to look at somebody. And I'm not saying it's all Jared, but he deserves some of that blame as well. So the, the point I'm making is you have Ben, you have a lot of the offense coming back. He's not going to have JMO, of course, but now for, for the rare, and, and Matt, you brought this up a ton of times when we have this discussion, Jared Goff hasn't had consistent coaching every season and Matt always hammers this point when we talk about it he you know he doesn't have the same quarterback coach every season he doesn't have the same OC I mean I get Sean McVay was the OC but quarterback coaches OCs were leaving LA every year he has that now in in Detroit Matt oh he does and I think that's one of the biggest
9: uh, um, the biggest tests of Jared actually it's a test of Ben Johnson too this is the first time in his career that he's had the same offensive coordinator and quarterback coach in back-to-back season so I think, and I'm with Sam on the first half of the season, the first seven games, I think a lot of the, the, the losses, a lot of the problems they had were due to the coaching, not just Ben Johnson. In, in fact, it was more Dan Campbell in those first those first seven games. So I, I'm a Jared Goff fan. I think he can take us to the Super Bowl. Can we win it? I, I don't know yet, but, but man, having the same quarterback coach and, and same offensive coordinator in back-to-back seasons, I think is is way more important than it gets credit.
8: Yeah, no, 100%. And again, just to summarize this, Jared Goff, how much pressure he's under, I don't think it changes significantly. I always thought Jared was under a ton of pressure to perform for contractual reasons, for reasons relating to now Hendon behind Jared, but that's a smaller sample size. I think more so it's contractually. Are you going to give Jared Goff an extension and what's that number look like? All that depends on what he does this season. And uh, like I said before, the Taylor two halves last season with the first half to the second half and how he looked – You don't really know, and you're hoping this season you get a lot more consistent golf through 17 games, and if he does that with the Lions' defense improving – I would assume they're going to be much better. And they're not going to be... I don't think Jared's going to be the reason why they lose a lot of these games. At least he shouldn't be.
4: Well, that's one of the reasons why there's pressure on Jared Goff. Because do you agree, Jeff? How much better do you think the defense is going to be as a whole this season?
8: The defense, I think, will be top half. I think they will be much improved. Yeah, I do.
4: So if the defense is top half and Jared Goff does the exact same thing that he did last year, this is possibly an 11-12 win football team. This is a division winning team. Yes. So it's not going to be... The defense is much improved, so it's on Jared Goff in the offense, which I think he will, by the way, to maintain the level that they had last season so that they, there's no, I mean, last year we I don't put a lot of the blame on the offense personally because as a whole on the season the defense was bad even though it was much better in true. the second half. Very true. The offense was top five in scoring and the defense was approaching the bottom half in scoring. I mean the, the bottom five in scoring and I, I think they were in the bottom five. But this year, if the defense is improved, it's on the offense and Jared Goff to at least at the absolute worst regress minimally be a top 10 offense anyway. And that's why there's th- there's pressure on him. Jared Goff has to be seen as a non-replaceable reason as to why the Lions are winning and their offense looks good. Because if he's not... You got Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings. And the good thing about Hendon Hooker, not really the good thing, but the thing about Hendon Hooker is nobody's expecting him to start this year. Nobody might, I don't even know if anybody's expecting him to start next year, but he's always there. If Jared Goff ever starts to slip or look, look mid, there's Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings on a rookie contract with all the talent in the world. And that's why there's pressure on Jared Goff,
8: and the among rea- other things. The real Kay Collins says in Wilbertsports.com, Jared Goff will not do the exact same thing he did last year. I guarantee that. Uh, Timothy says, Wilbertsports.com, it's a team game. His defense didn't help you, but the opportunity for him to win the game was certainly there. Um, <laughs> Epic says, Broder looks like he works security at a water park. Broder. <laughs> Damn. Broder, you got any comment on it's-
4: that? <laughs> not allowed in the park. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I go down the slide, yeah. Broder? Are you yeah. giving
8: permission? Flannel uh, for you. Co- just have to take the flannel off. Uh, well, <laughs> that's, that's not happening. So you have to find a way around Water that. Slide to the Co- flannel. The Corey Barry says running game and in, in Rundy travels on the road. That'll be the difference between the Lions squeaking into the playoffs and being the third seed, maybe even the two seed. I think Corey's spot on there. Um, let's see. Uh, just to get you some more of these comments. Chad says, Chad Fisher, they are giving Goff a chance to win on the strongest team he's ever had to win a Super Bowl on what's left of his contract. If he doesn't, if he don't get one, then it's Hooker's team. Uh... Do you really think it's Super Bowl or bust for Jared Goff? I don't know if those expectations are here right now. I don't know. About uh, but I think big picture, of course, the goal is always to win a Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm with you big picture wise. But I think Jared, to keep his job, if he just wins a playoff game this year, I think he's coming back next season. Sure. And maybe a short term extension's on the table. I wouldn't mind a two year extension for Jared Goff. I know Hendon. You know, he has to get healthy, and I like Hendon a lot. He's 25 years old. It's not like he needs time to grow. I mean, he's, he's mature, and he's, a, in my opinion, more ready to play than people think if he gets healthy. Uh, but there are certainly that part of it too like if you don't win if you don't ultimately win a Super Bowl I don't think anybody's job is really guaranteed unless you're one of those elite guys in the NFL
4: absolutely and I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust for Jared Goff or the Lions this year or even necessarily next year but I'm one of those people who also believes that there are a lot of factors unless you're one of the elite of the elite quarterbacks into why teams win the Super Bowl it's not just I don't I don't subscribe to the whole Jared Goff can never ever ever win a Super Bowl I'll tell you what as evidenced by his playoff run in 2018 with the Los Angeles Rams in which he threw one touchdown pass the whole run and was the victim of one of the worst no calls in the history of the NFL that pass interference that should have been called against New Orleans in which they probably would have won that game I mean the th- The evidence shows that Jared Goff, at least when it comes to the playoffs, hasn't really done a whole lot. And in that Super Bowl that he was in, something I use in my Tom Brady is lucky arguments, he led the Rams to a whopping three points and I believe double-digit drives. So, so far the evidence isn't there, but I also think Jared Goff is a better quarterback. And if this time he goes to a big playoff game and his defense only gives up 13 points, I think Jared Goff can get you enough to win.
8: Yeah, and for uh, Hendon Hooker, he is on a four-year contract without a fifth-year option because he wasn't a first-round pick. So there is that part of it where, you know, what's the timeline look like for Hendon Hooker? But I'll tell you this, I don't think the Lions at all look at a scenario or interested in a scenario where they go from Goff to Hendon and you regress. Like, that's not what they want. And luckily for Patrick, for Aaron Rodgers, for some of these quarterbacks that do end up sitting, it works out. But there is the other part of it which you regress so hopefully it's it's not that scenario that's why i'm more open to extending golf if they feel like he's the guy for right now but we'll see maybe it'll be hendon hooker time in a couple years maybe i'll be the first one to get a hooker jersey because you need that and you need to represent that but i'll tell you what we'll go to break when we get back i do want to talk about uh, the lions making the playoffs and is it playoff or bust and I want to have that conversation with Sam, Broder, and Lucas. But before we do that, can you tell us about our friends over at Swiss Insurance? Sam?
4: Absolutely, I can. Now that summer's here, it is important to make sure you are properly covered. Whether it's a grad party or just a group of people over to enjoy the lake or pool, your liability exposure increases significantly in summertime. Let the Swiss Insurance Group review your coverage and make sure you are protected from an unexpected loss. Check out SwissINS.com or call Mark today at 248-888-800-4177 800 again that is 248-800-4177 swiss insurance call them
3: at work and at home we're there with smarter security solutions featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more for over 90 years we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most all with personalized service and care right now for a limited time receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan.
6: The only sports network in Detroit that starts with a
8: W. You know, because we win. Woodward
6: Detroit Sports, Detroit's winning
3: sports network.
8: I gotta tell you about our friends over at Outdoor Equipment Company because guys, your childhood may be over, but playtime certainly is not. Outdoor Equipment Company is your source for power outdoor equipment, sales, service, and parts. Carrying top brands such as Bad Boy, LS Tractor still, and much more. Servicing the Great Lakes region with locations in Metro Detroit and Greater Lansing. For more information, visit them at outdoorequipco.com. Outdoor Equipment Co, your power equipment playground. Uh, we're back here in the morning Wilbur Woolworth show, WoodwardSports.com. Thank you guys for sticking with us halfway through the second hour. Jeff Ifrady, Sam Flannel, Matt Broder, Lucas Klotz, as usual. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys for sticking around and staying with us and giving us a chance. Drop a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you can't watch live, it's all good. You can go back and rewind and watch us on any podcast app or listen to us, excuse me, on any podcast app you have, Apple, Apple or Spotify, doesn't matter. But don't forget to leave a five-star review. And if you're watching on Wolversports.com, check out our latest news, articles, updates, show clips, and merchandise. Uh, But I have an interesting question, and this goes for the audience as well. And I've talked about this to some extent, but we haven't really – I haven't had this conversation with you, Sam, and I want to get your thoughts on it because I know Neil's talked about it, and I 100% agree with Neil on this. The Lions this season, let's just get it out the way. They're favored to win the NFC North. And we expect them to win the NFC North. We also think of the Lions as one of the better teams in the NFC, period. Uh, I would say I would take the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles. I would say the Dallas Cowboys I would take over the Lions right now, just as a roster, just as a roster. They, they're they they're better. If you want to say you're, you like Goff over Dak, that's fine. And I honestly like Dan over Mike McCarthy, even though Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl. But I like Dan. I'll take him right now. But regardless, the roster, they got dudes. They oh, do. Yeah. The Lions are right there with Seattle, I think. They're top five, top four, wherever you want to put them. It, it, it doesn't even matter. It's all semantics. Whatever you feel is how you feel. The point I'm going to make is this. You're in the division. One of the better teams in the NFC. You have, I would say, the second best quarterback in the NFC. I would make that argument. That's fair. The Lions are going to be favorited in the playoff game. When they, make, when they make it, if they win the division, like Minnesota last year against the New York Giants, and I could see a similar matchup for the Lions if they win the NFC North, maybe it's the Giants, uh, maybe it's the Saints, but I think the Saints honestly could could win that division. I, I do believe that. So re- regardless of who it is, you're going to be at home, you're going to be favorited, and the Lions, to me, will have a better team in whoever they face. So by that metric, Sam, you should win a playoff game. So I want to get that question out to everybody in this room. Is it playoff win or bust and I'll make the argument it is and I don't want to sit here and say the entire season would be a failure and they shouldn't be proud of anything they done but let's be real here you think the Minnesota Vikings are happy with what they did last season hell no you win the division you win 13 games and you lose to Daniel Jones <laughs> I'll just say that Daniel Jones like you kidding me gave up like the Daniel Jones coming out party game yes <laughs> and they basically they got him paid they did get him paid so think about that for a second I would make the argument they should win a playoff game. That should be an expectation. I expect them to win the division. And I know Lions fans are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's crazy to even have that conversation because, uh, again, and I don't know if you – I don't think we have this graphic, but I want to just read it off because this is Warren Sharp. If you guys follow him on Twitter, uh, he, he tweeted out, years without a playoff win. Years without a playoff win, okay? And I want to go through all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Think about oh, this boy. for a second. And uh, teams that were in the playoffs that didn't win. So – one year removed from a playoff win, LA, Tampa. Two years, Cleveland, Baltimore, Green Bay, New Orleans. Three years, Tennessee, Houston, Minnesota, Seattle. Four years, New England, LA, the, uh, the uh, Chargers, Indianapolis. Five years Atlanta, six years Pittsburgh, which is crazy to think about. Pittsburgh's six years away from the last playoff win. It's crazy. Seven years Carolina, Arizona, Denver. Now, after seven years, it goes to 12 years, which is the New York Jets and Chicago, then 17 years, which is Washington, and then 20, which is Las Vegas, and then 22, which is Miami, and all the way at the top, Uh 31 years, the Detroit Lions. Sam Flannel, I'm going to ask you this question. Is it playoff win or bust this season for the Detroit Lions?
4: Well, first of all, the, those, those numbers, and that that was very sobering. It's it's breaking my heart right now worse than any woman could. I'll, I'll tell you that. The drought for the Detroit Lions. And you look at some of the teams like even the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. There's a lot of mid-franchises that have won playoff games recently. To answer your question, it absolutely is playoff win or bust. I know we're, the Lions are in a weird spot right now. I can't remember a time when a team has been in this spot. The Lions finished this season very very strong they finished the year eight and two after starting one and six but they did not actually make the playoffs so they go from not making the playoffs but having a winning record to being the hunted next season without even getting to sneak in and get some playoff experience as a wildcard team the reality is is it's not just that the lions are favored in the nfc north they are one of the heaviest favorites to win their respective division i think of any team in the nfl you look at maybe the jaguars in the afc south and maybe the chiefs in the afc west but the the Lions are pretty heavy favorites at this point. And if you go into the playoffs and have a home playoff game, especially if it's against, I don't know, the Giants, as you'd say, again. But even... You know what? Even if, if, if it's against the Cowboys or the Seahawks, who you could see being wildcard teams as well, but they're very, very good. The Lions have the home field advantage, and if you get a home playoff game in front of those fans that have been starving for, for winners at, on a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game since 1991, who has won one playoff game during the Super Bowl era, which is just a, a, a track record of ineptitude that sounds made up. You gotta win a playoff game. You gotta break that curse. And and one of the worst ways to end a season, no matter what sport you play, no matter what championship, no matter what tournament, no matter what playoff round, is to get upset at home earlier than you think you should. And if they win the division and lose in either the wild card round or the divisional round, that would be an upset. You would be ending the season disappointed. Mm-hmm. And you know what else? And this is something that a lot of people don't wanna talk about. There is a lot of turnover in the NFL. If you make the playoffs, if you have that golden of an opportunity, you've got to take advantage because there is never any guarantees that they are going to be no. back. Anything can happen. So, yes, it is playoff win or bust, not just division or bust.
8: And, by the way, I'm so thankful to every single one of you in this audience. The Morning Wilber Show audience, I, the IQ's off the charts. I, I got to just say that. Is, a, is it playoff win or bust for the Lions? 68% of you say Yes. Like that—that that shows you that people understand the circumstances. They understand what the NFC looks like. They understand all these things, and they're not—it's the stoked, not scared argument yes. for Darren McCarty. Are you stoked? Are you scared? Uh, 28 percent now scared, and they'll take a division win. But guys, it, it all—it tra- all goes in co it, it all goes together. You win your division, you host a playoff game. The chances of winning that playoff game significantly increases when you're at home. And, and I get—they haven't won in 31 years my goodness it should be playoff winner bust uh, Matt Broder you cover the Lions what are your thoughts on it what, what's on your mind I, I do believe it's playoff winner bust and just
9: just saying that and reacting to it it seems kind of crazy as a, a, a for Lions fans to to say but when you think about it, everything Sam presented to us I agree with and that that really is my argument I happen to believe that the Lions are going to win the division because they're a good enough team to win the division, not because the division is bad or down, which it is. So I think if you go into the playoffs and have one playoff game at home where you're favored, you can't say losing that game isn't a failure. you got to get to the playoffs, and you have to win it if that's the scenario.
8: Yeah, it's going to leave a bad taste in your in your mouth. Pause. But, Lucas, <laughs> your thoughts on it. Playoff winner, boss, or, or is, is that too extreme?
5: No. It was should we 100%. settle for mediocrity? No. Okay. Ooh. Look, I'm looking around the division right now. I'm seeing Justin Fields, who's a good quarterback, but very young. So I, I'm giving Jared Goff and the Lions advantage over them. Then you have Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love. Are you kidding me? Those are four easy wins, or at least they should be. So the fact of the matter is the Lions need to win their division first off, and they need to win a playoff game because whatever they're going to win their division. So they're going to be a home, home field advantage, all of that. They're going to be a much more talented team, in my opinion, than whoever they could play. Unless it's maybe the Seahawks, if the, like the 49ers win the West and the Seahawks slip in there. Pause. The, the Lions are going to be talented than any other team they play in the first round. So if they don't do it, I, it would probably be more painful to watch than that three thirteen in one season, to be honest. Because there's just so much hope. There's so much promise. And if you let Kirk Cousins or Jordan Love take that away from you, I, I'm... I'm just my, I'm gonna be clocked out. Plain and simple.
8: No, it, it would be disappointing, certainly. And again, uh, Jay Will fan says, but who says we can jump a few steps and win a few playoff games? And nobody's saying that either, honestly. I, the the playoffs, you just got to get in the race. We saw it with the NHL, sure. What the Florida Panthers did, we saw what the the uh, the Miami Heat uh, did as an eight seed as well. And really, not even almost making the playoffs, being in the play in. But the NFL is different. But I would argue it's it's a lot different in the NFL because. It's, it's really who shows up that given day. Like oh, At yeah. least in, in the NHL and the NBA, it's a series, and the, be, and the better team typically wins. You saw last year, especially with the Giants, I know they got decimated by the Eagles, but they came in and, and punched the Minnesota Vikings right in the mouth. And, and the Minnesota Vikings, they won 13 games and they were fraudulent. I made that argument last year, but they still had a lot of talent. And the Giants said, nope. We're taking you down. Uh, And and so, again, anything can happen, but I think it'd be extremely disappointing if the Lions win their division, they host a playoff game, they're favorited, it's at Ford Field, and you crap the bed. Like, I don't think anybody will leave that game saying, you know what? We won the division. Like, no one cares. It, it, division matters. Don't get me wrong. It matters. It hasn't been done in a long time. But part of that is also winning a playoff game. I think those two things should be a goal for Lions fans and for Lions players. I think if you talk to anybody on the Lions, they would also agree that it's not just about making the playoffs. It's about making noise in the playoffs. We, we talked about this last year. They were 9-8. and eight, And we we all said it. The Lions got in. They There was a chance they could at least make some noise. I don't know if they'd win a game, but they'd certainly challenge whoever they faced, whether it was... You know, San Francisco, which it would have been, and I don't think they would have beat San yeah, Francisco, I so. but I, I thought they would have at least put on a good performance. Sure. This year, they're much more improved. The defense is much more improved. They can do it. Go win a playoff game, but it is easier said than done, especially in Detroit. But we're going to go to break. Uh, before we do, Sam Flannel, if, I'm, if i I got to get in the gym, where can I go? You go to Planet Fitness, of
4: course, because Planet Fitness has all of the best amenities for anyone and you can get a membership for only $10 a month for just the regular membership or you can upgrade to the black card for $24.99 per month and Planet Fitness is doing this really cool thing where it lets teenagers work out for free all summer long. You can register anytime and have that privilege all the way until August 31st. I cannot say enough kind things about planet fitness and you can join in club today or online or visit planetfitness.com it's planet fitness where your fitness
1: is essential Central. the sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higera Health and Carol Zaniga.
2: it's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization Higera Health is a, a comprehensive behavioral health Organization, we serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734 458 4601.
7: The
6: only sports network in Detroit that starts with a W. You know, because we win. Detroit sports, Detroit's winning sports network.
8: Welcome back to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Thank you guys for sticking with us and being patient as you always are. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you can't watch us live, don't forget, if you can tune in on any podcast app you own, Apple or Spotify, and leave a five-star review. And I want to bring this up because I, I wanted to get you know as much sports in as possible. And this is in sports, but it's a little off the the, the our typical conversation point that we have, whether it's Detroit sports or it's the NFL, the NBA, whatever it is you have you have you seen all the stuff transpire with conor mcgregor i have and i want to just go through some of this and and get some things cleared up because i think this is an example of uh you know i I guess a, a, a small example of a a big problem in America, like quite frankly. I think Conor McGregor, with his status, it affects him because of how well-known Conor McGregor is. But there's a lot of situations like what happened to Conor McGregor that don't get talked about as much. And and I think it needs to be talked about. Um, If you guys haven't seen already, uh, a new video of Conor McGregor and the alleged victim of the, uh, we'll just say, the R-word, in which he's accused of, uh, surfaced Saturday as the UFC star... He faced some serious allegations uh, at an incident at Game 4 of the NBA Finals, and the video uh, first obtained by TMZ uh, showed after the bathroom incident, McGregor and the victim at a nightclub after the alleged crime took place uh, in Miami. Uh, It says here, and this is an article I'm reading now on Fox News, just kind of going through everything. Uh, It says the video showed McGregor and the woman talking, and then the former UFC champ leaving the area. Um, Now... Ariel Mitchell, who is the, the uh, victim in this case, said, told the outlet the video showed the two were visibly awkward interacting with each other. So um, I just wanna say this about the whole McGregor situation. By the way, I don't know the details of this case, so I'm not gonna pretend like I know every detail, but from what I do know uh, in, with McGregor, and listen, M- McGregor is, is a interesting man. And I'm sure there's things that McGregor does that a lot of us don't agree with, which is very true. But for someone like McGregor, who's on Ultimate Fighter right now, he's returning back to the UFC, and the hype around McGregor is at an all-time high. And for something that is to transpire at this time, and now video evidence shows that he was with this uh, person that the alleged crime happened to after the alleged crime happened, none of this makes sense. And the biggest red flag I saw or heard is the fact that she was interested in a settlement uh, uh, for money <laughs> soon after this whole situation unfolded. So this, this is my opinion on it. If a, If a female or a male, but we'll just stick with female because this is more common... If an accusation like this happens to McGregor or anybody of status or anybody, usually you see it a lot with guys coming out, going into the draft and it happens and players fall in the draft or NFL players that are currently still on rosters, but we'll just stick with McGregor. If this happens and he he's found not guilty, in my opinion, the person who does this crime and accuses McGregor of this crime should face punishment as well. Absolutely. I don't think this happens enough in America where you can just go around pointing fingers at anybody you like and if even if you're incorrect, you get no there's no pushback to you. It's always, you know, it should be at least innocent until proven guilty. It seems like it's always guilty till proven innocent. That's how I take a lot of these situations and if you're the accuser in this situation and McGregor is found not guilty, you should face every single punishment you're allowed to face. I don't know what that looks like or what the charges would be, but there's no way you should get off scot-free if you come at McGregor with this type of accusation and it's not true. Like, that's a serious alleg- allegation. Like, this is something that, for McGregor, uh, you talk about his PR, which isn't the greatest. Like, this is serious, man. Of course a- it and is. And for a, for someone to say something like this and you just are looking for a dollar sign or money is absolutely despicable. So I wanted to bring this up because I'm not letting this slide. I know a lot of, not a lot of media is going to be talking about it, but for McGregor, in McGregor's defense, Like, I'm not saying I know all the facts, but from what I've seen, it ain't looking good for the, for the, for the person accused or or the accuser. Absolutely.
4: And it's not just, as you mentioned, a serious allegation. It's one of the serious allegations. One of the ones that even if you are proven totally innocent, even if... It's, it's known for fact for a fact that the accuser made it up. There will always be a faction of people who just have their brains broken or something like that that will never be able to disassociate Conor McGregor with those type of allegations. I mean, it's a tale, unfortunately, as old as time. And as, as you said, nobody knows exactly what happened, but if it was completely made up, obviously shame on the accuser. There's a million different reasons why it's just despicable behavior I mean, you potentially ruin someone's life. You also give less credence to actual victims. I know it's, it's a tale as old as time as well, but that, it's because it keeps happening, and that right. is incredibly unfortunate. But the one thing that I also take away from this is if you're somebody with a profile as, as big as Conor McGregor – At some point, you have to understand not how it should be because it's completely effed. I'm not going to say the actual word. Like like this whole situation and what goes on all the time. You have to deal with what is. You have to conduct yourself in a way that leaves almost no doubt or suspicion. I'm not saying it's his fault. It's just that I don't know if all of his... Behavior was necessarily smart, although it shouldn't. He shouldn't be well, punished and, criminally and for it. And this is like my that. problem with the two we yeah. see
8: it with Michael Irving, and people are pointing yeah. out. Great, yeah. great example. Uh, the punter from Buffalo. Oh, who, that was yeah, Matt Arisa. These guys. in uh, and, and, yeah. and, and for McGregor, I don't think this will ruin his career. Obviously, but you look at guys on a smaller scale where this accusation could ruin their career, and it turns out to not even be true like how detrimental that is to that person's existence and their fortunes and their, and their future and anything they so choose, whether it's sports, business, whatever it is, that, that is, it, 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 for them not to be punished for, for risking or uh, trying to take away everything that somebody worked for, you should face every punishment you're allowed to face. I agree like that, that doesn't make sense to me. Even McGregor, and I'm not trying to defend him as a human being. I think there's things that McGregor does that I don't agree with, but I'm just using him as an example. Like, this happens far too much in today's society, especially with guys that have high status. But we don't even talk about the guys that, that deal with this that don't have the status of McGregor, that don't have the, the you know, type of help that McGregor has with a, a legal team that could prove this to be false. Like, for some average Joe schmo who gets an accusation like this, you're essentially screwed. Yep. Like, you're screwed. And that's my problem with this, the whole justice system, is again, the, the guilty till proven innocent. That's not how it works. Like, McGregor is innocent until proven guilty. So if, unless this, this, uh, the accuser has more evidence, because the evidence we're seeing so far, you're at the club with him after the, the incident? Yeah. If it was that bad, Sam, I'm, I'm trying to put the two and two together. You typically don't go by the person that caused the crime. No, you most certainly do not. And so y- yeah. that d- it doesn't make any sense.
4: No, and you mentioned something that I think we gloss over because we're talking about Conor McGregor, one of the most famous athletes on planet Earth. But this does happen to average Joes across, across the world. And there are a lot of people right now that are sitting in prison because of mm-hmm. false accusations that didn't have the means and resources to it. And no one talks it. about it. Nobody talks about it. And then oftentimes, y- y- I know it's coming around more than to where it was, But the reason why I think a lot of this happens is because is there really ever any big punishment that's a deterrent for false accusations? I know, I know like it's, it's, they're catching up a little bit, but still, you should, you should be terrified at the even thought of making a false accusation. You should have the fear of God put into you that you will go to prison for Mm -hmm. many years and that's that's just what it is or else it'll keep happening unfortunately
8: and by the way uh, get your questions ready because I want to get to mailbag and and again anything you guys ask we will answer Uh, but Sam Flannel could you tell us about our friends over at Randy Wise absolutely and it is Monday so how would you like to see famous athletes
4: like Jim Harbaugh my coach Darren McCarty and the greatest wide receiver in Michigan history Braylon Edwards play golf with average Joes like myself some might think I'm worse than an average Joe but you're wrong thanks to Randy Wise Automotive and Woodward Sports, you will be able to do just that. It's the Randy Wise Celebrity Golf Tour. Make the wise choice and pay attention to Woodward Sports for more information soon. How would
6: you like to win not one, but two vehicles of your choice? One for you and one for your wife, your girlfriend, or your best bud. Get to Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut and automatically enter for your chance to win. Courtesy of Les Stanford Buick GMC of Ferndale. Lady Jane's. Open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Oh, how
9: about that rookie? He
6: is something else. How big is that? Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage.
8: Welcome back to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Jeff Iafrati, Sam Flannel, Matt Broder, Lucas Klotz here to answer your questions for Mailbag. Uh, And we'll start with the first question which I kind of saw hinted at earlier and I want to clarify this right now JB will be back tomorrow Gabby's out this week she's on vacation so uh, there's the clarification forgot to mention at the beginning of the show so this week no Gabby JB will be back tomorrow JB smooth Uh, we miss you JB we do but Matt Broder's doing a great job appreciate you broder for filling in man holding it down for us Um, seriously he's a team player Uh, let's do this Chris asks Jeff and Sam if Carl Anthony Towns becomes available would you give up pick five Durin, and some feelers to get it done and it makes you he said it makes you better I don't know if that's a statement or a question. Um, I'll say this, trading Carl Anthony Towns for Jalen Duran and pick 5. I'll I'm good on that because and I'll I'll tell you why too. Carl Anthony Towns great talent and if you saw his comments too how he changed the game, I think people Yeah, that was ridiculous. Well yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't I don't know where he was going with that. But regardless, Carl Anthony Towns is talented, but he's also under contract. Uh, and he's making a lot of money and he's a guy that never really wanted to play the 5 he wants to play the 4 he wants to be a stretch 4 which i don't see a future for him playing the uh, being a stretch 4 in the NBA he's he's a 5 it's like AD like Aiden your your guy AD I like he it. always wanted to play the 4 but in today's NBA AD's the best at the 5 so sure. i don't know how that fit works and i'd rather keep during in that fifth overall pick to be honest with you um that's my opinion would you agree with that or are you taking Carl no Anthony Towns? I'm, not, I'm
4: not taking that deal but it, is, it has more to do with the fact that you'd have to pay Carl Anthony Towns a lot of money for the record I don't think Jalen Duran will ever be as good as Carl Anthony Towns I don't think whoever they pick at number five will ever be as good as Carl Anthony Towns but with Carl Anthony Towns it's the whole package the money you'd have to pay him the fact that I think there is some credence to him being not a winning player but I know a lot of people are going to hate this. Carl Anthony Towns will be in the Basketball Hall of Fame one day, what? just because of his numbers. He's a walking 2010, efficient 2010. That's facts. He's going to have a better resume than Ben Wallace. That's for damn sure. No. Yes.
8: Offensively, he's Offensively, yes. he's. But winning ahead. impact on the game and winning and, and what he does defensively, he is not even close. Oh, he's to not ben defensively Wallace. as good as Ben Wallace. That's that's fair. So we'll just end that right now. Well, Carl Anthony Towns, he makes the Hall of Fame. Sam, you should get in the Hall of Fame. I'm sick of this. Oh come on, Caranthi Towns
4: is a walking 20. We're handing
8: out the Hall of Fame to everybody and their mother. Yeah, nowadays. Ben Wallace.
4: We're handing the Hall of Fame no, to Ben Wallace.
8: No, he wasn't a handout.
4: 5.7 off points per game oh, for his career. Okay, so
8: it's just based on offensive production. I, I guess that's what, that's what matters. That, you, that's what basketball is. You, you know is. what?
4: Let's let me let me clear this up because people think that I just don't care about defense at all. Here is my view on it. Okay, speak I, on it because I feel this way about about basketball and I feel this way about baseball. I don't think in basketball, if you are a horrendous offensive player, which Ben Wallace is, he is by far the worst offensive player in the Hall of Fame. I don't think defense only is a Hall of Fameable skill. Just like in baseball, I don't think having a good glove only but a bad bat is a Hall of Fameable skill. I don't think Ozzie Smith should be in the Hall of Fame for the Cardinals shortstop. I don't think Ben Wallace should be in the Hall of Fame for the Pistons. I'm consistent. If you're just good at defense, offense is more important in both sports especially basketball the goal
8: is to put the ball in the hoop yes but the goal is also to get a stop okay fine like you gotta get a stop Sam and and he and Ben Wallace did that plenty of times so for Ben Wallace this is how I look at the Hall of Fame you have to be elite Hall of Fame worthy on one end of the floor. That matters because there's guys that, like Ben Wallace, who are an all time great defender, might not be great offensively, but he's still Hall of Fame worthy with his accomplishments, his Defensive Player of the Year awards, his NBA champion, uh, the NBA championship that he won. He was a big part of that. Carlton Towns has done what? I mean, Carl Anthony Towns. He just uh, this man just said the other day that the Minnesota Timberwolves' run was more impressive than the Nuggets. Okay,
4: and that's the one of the that's the most idiotic thing I've ever so, heard in my life. But that doesn't—that's your man. But
8: that—that's not my man.
4: <laughs> now I'm a Carl Anthony Towns apologist because everyone in the chat is just going to see that now. Oh my God, Sam just props up Carl Anthony Towns. No, but he is. Don't try to act like he hasn't had a very good career. He's been he's an excellent NBA player. He's had NBA a pretty player. good
8: career, but you got to win, man. Like you got to win, and you have to have awards with that. And he's made All Star teams, but we gotta we gotta bring that up another day because Hall, the, the the me and you talking about the Hall of Fame, we can honestly do like an hour show we on it. Could. So and nobody wants to hear that. Uh, so let's get to some more of these questions. Uh, let's see here. Now everybody chiming into the Carl Anthony Towns conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big Con says Millbag, Jeff What's up with the Suns They're only going to have Five players on the On the contract this year Yes they'll have DeAndre, Drayton KD Bradley Beal Devin Booker And Cameron Payne That's five players Ooh. They have under contract And apparently Matt Ishbia By the way Shout out to him He read the CBA The new CBA For the NBA Which helps prevent Super teams And said Yeah fuck this shit <laughs> We're trading for Bradley Beal Like they, they don't give a damn At all So for the Suns You look at the You look at the players On paper Great They have no depth and mm-hmm. who's playing point guard? You know what's funny? So I, I don't know how the Suns experiment's going to work, but I'm curious.
4: You know what's funny, though? And this is something that I looked up last night. I didn't know this off the top of my head. Last season, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal all had their career high in field goal percentages, mm-hmm. and they all average more than five assists per game. Take that for what you will. I think it'll work.
8: And we'll see. And again, Matt Ishbia does not play around. No. He, he's going all in, so credit to him. Uh, He's doing a great job already being very aggressive and already his time there. They acquired Kevin Durant and they acquired uh, now Bradley Beal. Now I don't think they should have fired Monty Williams because I mean, thank goodness he's a part of the Pistons because who else would you want coaching all this star talent than Monty Williams? But hey, it ain't my problem. It's their (laughs) problem. Thank you.
4: Thank you, sons, by the way. Uh, Yeah. Thank thank you. you for
8: that. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. mail sack juicy. doesn't it make it easier to win games when you're holding the other team under 70? Asking for a friend. Sam Flannel, What say you. Okay, fine, but it was a different era back then. And
4: for the record, <laughs> and for the record, one of my biggest issues with Ben Wallace being in the Hall of Fame is the fact that he is the only member of the going-to-work Pistons in the Hall of Fame. I would put Chauncey Billups and Rasheed Wallace in over him a million times out of a million, and you can never change my mind. And oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, for the a billionth, trillionth, whatever... At next millionth time Ben Wallace never shut down Shaq in the finals. Shaq was the best player in that series. Okay, that's uh, factual. Look at the numbers.
8: Okay, well we'll get to this question, Andrew, because I, I there's a lot to unpack there, and we have two minutes, so I can't I can't do it. Andrew, Jarris Walker at five, you like in that, Jeff? By the way, drafts this week we'll, Ooh, can't we'll break wait. down a lot of the NBA draft coverage. You guys know it's my forte, so I can't wait to cook that up for you guys. Um, just closer to the NBA draft, we'll have uh, Brandon on during the week to talk about the prospects. You guys know who I like. I mean, I don't need to repeat it. Uh, but again, Jarris Walker, I'm okay with. Uh, I'm cool with it. And I'll talk about later in the week all the prospects I'm cool with in in my rankings. But until then, uh, I want to get to some more questions. Jesse Adams, Mailbag, Jeff and Sam, who has more touchdowns in the rookie year, Jaden Reed or Sam Laporta? Second question, who has a better season, Nebraska or Wisconsin? So we'll start with the first one. More TDs in the rookie season, Reed or Laporta? I'm going to go with
4: Sam Laporta. I think he'll be more of a red zone threat than Jaden Reed will be for the Packers. And Jaden Reed has to play with the aforementioned Jordan Love as his quarterback.
8: Yeah, I'm going to go Laporta as well. Uh, Broder, you would agree there? Laporta over Jaden Reed? I think so too. And then Lucas, what do you think? Laporta or Jaden Reed? Who has Jordan Love thrown to the ball? Bingo. Okay, I'm second go with the question. Other guy. Who has a better season, Nebraska or Wisconsin in college I, football? That's a good one. I'm going to go with
4: Wisconsin because Nebraska, they haven't they didn't make a bowl game in the entire Scott Frost tenure. I know, I know, come, come at me with all your slander. I picked Scott Frost to <laughs> rebound this past year. But at least with Wisconsin, they have a winning pedigree. I like the hire of Luke Fickle. And they did bring back their star running back, Braylon Allen. I think they will challenge for the Big Ten West. But what does that mean? Probably nothing.
8: Yeah, no, agreed there. Um, I, I would agree with you. I think Wisconsin, I'm um, baking. Yeah. Luke Fickle, I think, is going to do a great yeah. job. And Wisconsin, I think, although they're, they're not on level of Michigan Ohio State, and with the Big Ten getting better with yeah. better uh, organizations like USC and, and UCLA – It'll be tough for Wisconsin to swim in those waters, yep. but I think they'll be better than Nebraska. But again, we all fell. We, I feel like we've all fallen for at least once for the Scott Frost bounce back season. I've done it. You oh, did it last it season. So, when, uh, so we've all the, we've the all the Jeff done
4: it. I slander, no, or did, or did and we'll I just... just
8: coast over that. Well, we don't need to bring that up. Uh, but regardless, uh, one more question. Question: Why is it when everyone talks about the Seattle game and the defense not forcing a punt? Why do people just ignore the turnover that the special teams got, which is more productive? Ooh, that's very true. Funky. And again, with that Seattle game. I know the biggest storyline is we never forced a punt, which that moment will always be remembered. And that's something that you look back on and you're like, man, where we've came now with this defense, Thank goodness this defense looks entirely different because that game was rough to watch defensively. But I want to say thank you to every single one of you for sticking with us, tuning in, uh, staying here to the end of the show. Again, thank you guys for giving us a chance of supporting the show. Uh, Before you go, drop a like, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, And if you can't watch us live, you can go back and re-watch and re-listen to the podcast on Spotify. Apple, whatever you so choose. And if you're watching on our website, which you should be, check out the latest news, articles, updates, show clips, and merchandise from Jeff Frady, Sam Flannel, uh, Matt Broder, Lucas Klotz. We thank you, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.